0: Another edition of your favorite movie podcast, the blaster-wielding, pirate-chasing, transforming mummy known by its Egyptian name, Force Perspective. This is episode 95, the official summer 2017 preview show. I am your host, Borsky515, and on this episode, we will be previewing this summer's marquee releases as well as reviewing the season's inaugural release, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. But before we dive in, allow me to introduce my co-host, I am Groot, I am Groot, I am Groot, I am Groot, I am Groot's Adolfo. I am Groot. We are Groot, <laughs> exactly. And if you don't know what I just said, well, go look go look up Groot's language and maybe you can figure it out. But anyway, folks, Adolfo, welcome back to Force Perspective. We've been gone about a month, I think the last episode we put up was... A little over a month ago on WrestleMania Sunday, and it's been quite a month. How have you been, Adolfo? Uh,
1: it's been okay. It's been doing doing okay. Uh, catching up some of uh late spring movies before we get get into hard and heavy summer blockbusters. But, uh, movie wise, been all right.
0: Absolutely. And as I mentioned on the last episode, I was in uh, Orlando, Florida. For the uh, WrestleMania 33 festivities. But I didn't just do that. I actually went to the Universal Studios parks. I went to Disney for a day. And if you want to hear more about our vacations. Because I know Adolfo you were in Orlando recently as well. Uh, if you want to hear more about that. Check out our Essential Films. The latest Essential Films episode where we did Rear Window. We spent about 20 minutes of uh, the opening of the show. Talking about our experiences at Disney. So it's a fun talk. You know if you want to get more into that. Check out that show. Um. But, yeah, it's, it's been quite a month. Um, as far as movies go, um, since our last show, which I believe we did Beauty and the Beast and we did a Belko experiment on something else that I can't remember as well. But we, uh, we had Ghost in the Show, which came out in April, uh, March 31st, April, whatever you want to call it. And we uh, had uh, The Fate of the Furious. Now, as I mentioned on this show, I'm not a huge, huge fan of the Fast and the Furious franchise, so with me like yeah I kind of wanted to see it but it wasn't a priority and at this point I'm just going to wait for the Blu-ray release cuz I just got too lazy to go see it but I did see Ghost in the Shell and I don't have too many thoughts on it because it's already been like over a month and I remember just sitting in that theater. By the way, I went to a a place called Cobb Cinema Cafe in Orlando, Florida, so I actually got to see it during my vacation. And it's basically like a cool little dine-in theater. They have like uh, they have your, your regular concessions. They have popcorn. They have nachos. Now, I ordered like the deluxe nachos from there. And I thought I was going like, to this little box of nachos with cheese that they gave at K- AMC and Tie Cinemas. Like the cheap nachos, right? I was so wrong because for 12 bucks I got super, super del- – they put – beef on it they put peppers they put sour cream they put cheese everything that you could think of to put on nachos they put on those suckers and it was delicious to the fact that i was disappointed that i couldn't eat it all i had it was the plate was so big i only i got through half of that and i just i couldn't eat anymore it was basically like having lunch um but i had that plate while watching ghost in the shell and i think i enjoyed the plate more than the movie but what did you think of that movie
1: you know, I'm in the minority. I kind of like the movie. Um, I, I, now before anybody gets, and we're not gonna get too deep of a, a discussion on it, but before anybody gets on my case, yes, I know about the whitewashing. Yes, I have seen the original anime. I like the original anime. I think the original anime is good. But, um, that said, as a piece of well filmed eye candy. I was very entertained the whole time. Um, I'm not going to say it was one of the best movies of the year, certainly not. But on a technical perspective, it had good cinematography, it had good visual effects, it had really cool art direction. It was it was eye candy. It was cool to look at. Um, and I and on that level, I enjoyed it. Uh, again, I, I understand about the whitewashing and, and everything else, but you know, I, I still I can't deny that I enjoyed watching the film. Um, it's probably not going to be sitting on my Blu-ray shelf anytime soon, but you know, it was fine. I, I thought it was okay.
0: Exactly. Um, my opinion, very quickly, uh, I'll agree with you on the visuals. The visuals were pretty great, pretty breathtaking, I must say. They did a very good job in that department. Um, just overall and just story-wise, like I, I have – I actually own the uh, the original anime, Ghost in the Shell. I actually bought the recent uh, Mondo Steelbook release to continue my uh, Mondo Steelbook collection. I have every single one right now from number 000, which is Drive, all the way to number 17 now, I believe, which is Ghost in the Shell. Um, so, I mean, it is, a, it is one of a favorite of mine. I do like Akira. I do like Ghost in the Shell. So those are those are personal favorites of mine. This film feels very unnecessary. And it's funny because I since I, I am familiar with the story. So going into I knew what it was about. I knew what was going to go down. The beginning was great. But in the middle, I just... Completely lost interest. Like I knew where the story was going, but I had no excitement, no reason to get there. You know, I just I, I almost felt I started getting really sleepy at the point. Now I don't know if it was because of the nachos, or or what, but or the story itself. But I started getting really sleepy in the middle, and I kind of woke back up at the end. But like the middle was just dull for me, bro. I'm sorry. It's just that did nothing for me. Scarlett Johansson was okay. I don't know. If she, I don't think she was that great in the role um i can see why she she was picked for i can see why she was in it same reason matt damon was in a movie called the great wall which we will not discuss here probably ever um but it, it was it's just a pretty ho-hum not not the best movie not that bad either it's just a uh, pretty forgettable like as soon as i uh left the theater because after the movie i was heading straight to smackdown um i thought more about the nachos that i just ate than about the movie itself so i should tell you all you need to know
1: Okay, I mean that's fine. <laughs> it, it's it, I'm not gonna go on. A, I'm not gonna defend the film. It was fine. Uh, I, I think it got more hate than it needed to get. Um, yeah, but, I don't
0: hate it. It's just I thought it was boring. Uh, you know, they, they, but it didn't uh,
1: hold my attention. It held my attention, but you know I'm I haven't I literally have not thought of it since I saw it. So um, there you go. And, uh, I will say this though, uh, the Fate of the Furious. Real quick to to, to talk about that one really quick. Um, That film, so I'm a big fan of that franchise ever since Fast Five. You know, the first four were not really good at all because they took themselves too seriously. But starting at Fast Five, they thought, you know, they they kind of weren't on the joke and they started basically. Uh, trying to top themselves, at how ridiculous the, the it could get, and and make it as fun as possible. And Fast Five to me is still the gold, it's still the gold standard of that series. Um, and I really enjoyed you know Furious Seven, which was the uh, which was not last year, but two years before. Um, Fate of the Furious, real quick, just a quick little mini review. is very It's a very entertaining film. It's still in the same vein of the last three films. It's still in the same like let's look at this, let's do all these ridiculous stunts and, and have fun with it. Um, I will say that it's starting to it's starting to wear a little thing. Because the last film upped the stakes so much that it was hard to keep upping the stakes for this one. Um, Charlize Theron was a really good villain, and I really enjoyed her. And they they kept their open uh, for 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 a future movie. Um, and. Um, the, there's this one stunt that's really kind of amazing. That much like the Furious Seven, where they they threw the car to the plane uh, in this one, or uh, I thought that they were you know digital effects. And then I found that they were actual practical stunts. I was even more impressed with them. Uh, and this is the self-driving car scene. Um, if you've seen the film, that was all practical stunts, which I thought was amazing. Um, And then, uh, but yeah, the basically, it's okay. It's it's a pretty decent movie as far as an action uh, car movie. Uh, It's not as good as uh, Furious Seven or Fast Five. I'd put it maybe around the maybe around Fast and Furious Six. I'd put it around that level of quality. Um, I will say though that the, the series is starting to do that thing where uh, where they take the, the character from the last movie and, and start turning them babyface for the for the next movie. So Jason Statham has now was, had a babyface turn in this film, uh, and, and he's hanging out with the crew. But at the end of the middle film, he's like hanging out with the crew. I'm like, hey guys, didn't that guy kill your friend in the last movie? Why are you hanging out with him? <laughs> So anyway, that's a little bit of a and they brought back uh, the Luke Evans character from Furious 6 too, so it, it, it it's a fun movie if you like the Fast & Furious movies, you'll enjoy this one too. It's not as good as Fast 5 or, or Furious 7, um but it's still pretty entertaining and that's my quick review on that.
0: Seems like pretty predictable. Like we called this I think a few months ago, maybe when we found out about the movie that you know, this heel turn just screams we're out of ideas. Um and, oh, and it, it's and, and I'm sure it ends
1: predictably, right? And the heel turn is like whenever you watch the trailer, you're like, okay, clearly he's not actually turning heel. It's someone has something on him that, like, made him turn heel or whatever, and that's exactly what it is. Someone just was manipulating him, so he had to do it. But by the end, he turns baby face again. There you
0: go. Uh, I think that's what soured me on it. When I first saw that trailer, I was like, really? This is what they're going with for this film.
1: <laughs> but but like, Charlize Theron is really good in the film. Really
0: good in the that's film. That's great to hear. But she, I mean, she's a great actress. I mean, we may talk about one of her summer films coming up in a little bit. But um, anyway, yeah. So I'm just gonna wait for the Blu-ray release on that. I waited for. I mean, for most of these, I waited for the Blu-ray release. I actually did see. Uh, I think I saw Furious Seven in theaters. I can't remember. But uh, but for most of this franchise, I did actually. Uh, you know which one I actually did see in theaters? The second one, Too Fast, Too Furious. That was one of those days where we kind of skipped
1: class. That's the shittiest one. Exactly.
0: No, I was in high school at the time, and we actually had one of those, like, study days where you either can go to class and study for your midterms, or you could just kind of fuck around. And that's what we did. We skipped the study sessions, and we went to the movies, and we just were like, oh, you know, we're just – it's one of those unplanned trips that you just do, like, when you're a teenager. Like, oh, we're going to go to the movies. Oh, what are we going to see? What's playing? Uh… Too Fast, Too Fierce? Okay. Which, I mean, we barely paid attention to. We were just fucking around, you know, in the back, just uh, making jokes. So I barely watched it, but that's, I think, that one and Fury 7 are the only two that I actually saw in theaters. And uh, I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre that way, too, in high school. So that, the, the remake. So fun times, I guess. I All right. Call it that. But anyway, so moving on. So we love doing these shows. We love doing the uh, – summer previews to kind of get it want to get a taste of uh what Hollywood has in store for us this summer because summer is usually a big time for the movies they make a lot of their uh gross revenue in these few months um the uh normally we have uh our boy Brandon Draven on for these shows but unfortunately he was not able to join us this year he is currently on a trip to Cuba as Tony Montana would say and he's having fun there so we wish him the best of luck having fun on his vacation uh, probably one of the – going to Cuba, bro, It's like that's – so, that's something that we can now do, like, which is kind of cool as, as Americans can kind of fly directly there, kind of enjoy, take a vacation. So hopefully, hopefully he's having a good time over there. Um, but meanwhile, we're going to get here and crack down the business, and we're going to start our uh, reviews or can our summer. Can I just say
1: real, real quick before you get on? Whenever you said Cuba, I, I don't, the first thing I thought of was – Revenge.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> but uh, but we're gonna start our summer preview by reviewing the uh the first film, the inaugural marquee film of this summer, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Adolfo, you're the Marvel guy. Well, I don't say you're a Marvel guy. You're the comic book guy here. Not the Simpsons comic book guy, but you're the comic book guy, of course, respected, the official comic book guy. So. Take us through the plot a little bit. What? Tell us about Guardians of the Galaxy. What are our heroes up to now in this film?
1: Worst intro ever. Ha! Um, so, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two takes place uh, seemingly a few months after the first Guardians of the Galaxy. the The Guardians are now an, a, a team. They are, you know, going around the galaxy uh, doing heroic acts for money. Um, at the beginning of the movie, they're just kind of an unra- It's kind of a cold open where they have an unrelated kind of scene to everything else, where they uh, they take out, they basically take down this big squid-looking monster. Um, and uh, you know, for basically because the they were hired by this uh, alien race called the sovereign to take down this monster and they did um but then they kind i'm not going to spoil too much but basically they uh they kind of the rocket double crosses the sovereign and then the sovereign goes after them with this huge armada of of uh, uh of spaceships to go take them down they're saved by a mysterious figure who turns out to be peter's uh peter quill's dad and then the rest of the film is them taking uh, peter over to this planet that is which is uh, actually Peter's dad's planet, uh, played by Kurt Russell. Uh, and, and we find out the origin of Peter Quill. We find out a little more of the backstory of uh, of uh, Gamora and Nebula, uh, a little more character development on, on Rocket. Pretty much everybody in the film gets a little bit of character development, except for maybe Drax. Um, and then that's basically the movie. And then at the end of the film, there's a big action sequence, which we're going to go – I would get into spoiler territory to do that, but it's basically a – uh, a follow-up to, to Volume One, where we find out a little bit more about Peter's past and who his dad is. It turns out that Marvel geeks get ready. His dad is Ego, the Living Planet. Uh, so, uh, and then it, that's not a spoiler. That's in the that's in the trailers. But uh, yeah, and then from there you, we find out what Ego could possibly be up to and what his plan for Peter is. And then that's that's the film. Uh, more than that, it's a little bit more. It gets into more spoilers, but you know that's that's basically it.
0: Exactly, exactly. Now, um, I mentioned this in my written review, which should be up uh, on Calyx Tech News right now. If it's not, it's probably going to be up within the next week or so. Um, The thing that, and we talked about this when we reviewed the first Guardians of the Galaxy film, that the thing that was amazing about it wasn't the fact that, you know, it wasn't how great the film was so much. It wasn't even really about the soundtrack, which was an amazing soundtrack, Awesome Mix Volume 1. Rather it was the mere fact like you mentioned like the guardians of the galaxy are freaking d-list characters in the comic book universe and they made a successful franchise out of them it was like something amazing and it just speaks to the power of marvel studios and how like kevin feige and the crew over there are just able to take these characters and just make them superstars overnight you know so fast forward three years later to guardians of the galaxy volume two and it's, he James Gunn doesn't, like takes the same formula and kind of just goes with it. He takes the characters, which are great characters, by the way. You have Peter Quill, uh, played by Chris Pratt. Um, Gamora's played by Zoe Saldana. Our boy uh, Drax the Destroyer, played by Dave Bautista, which I'm just gonna call him Batista here because that's how I know him as Batista. Um, Rock, uh, Bradley Cooper lending the voice to Rocket, and you have Vince Diesel is still credited as Groot, which I find hilarious considering that it's Baby Groot in this movie. So, from what I read that uh like Ben Diesel kind of took his voice and like made it a very high octave voice and they even reduced it even more. They made it even more like, you know, like a screechy and, and uh high pitched so that it could match the match the the character, which was I thought was kind of I'm just trying to imagine Ben Diesel trying to do like Baby Groot voices and I just laughed because I it's, it's like it's something that doesn't compute you know <laughs> but uh, but, uh, but as far as the film itself um a couple things number one great performances I thought like that crew that entire crew has so much great chemistry together and it shows um I would I don't know if you would agree Adolfo but I think the MVPs here are not only baby Groot he's like the the, uh, the he plays the adorable crowd you know oh it's baby Groot you know I am Groot um bradley cooper as rocket again amazing work um you you get another layer to the rocket character it kind of seemingly gives the audience a reason why his attitude is the way it is and bradley cooper's line delivery his voice work kind of helps sell that character development well in my opinion but the real mvp here i think you'll agree with me is our boy michael rooker as yondu bro he gets the spotlight here in a lot of scenes and especially in the climactic battle And boy, that guy takes the ball and runs with it.
1: Uh, Mary Poppins, y'all. Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Michael Rooker uh, is fantastic in this film. He's got a much bigger role. Uh, He he has the baby face here in this film. It's more that this film is a redemption tale for him. You find out exactly why, uh, you know, what his relationship with Peter was as he was, you know, as he was. raising him for lack of a better term. Um and uh Them you find that- just
0: wanted to eat you. They ain't never tasted Terran before <laughs> from the from the first film. And, yeah. and, the, and, the, and you and you finally find the um the reason or the background behind that comment, which I thought was cool.
1: Yeah, and uh, you you get to see him in, do a lot more action. The in the first film, he only really he only really had one action scene um, where you could see what he could do. And this one, he gets a full on prison breakout scene that that's pretty much all him, uh, him and Rocket. But um, but it's pretty much all him. But uh, it, it's a fantastic uh, fantastic upgrade to, to his character, um, much more much more in the film than the, than the last one, which makes sense because Yondu in the comics was a bigger part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but uh, also I think the other person that – the other two people I think that really made the movie for me, are Batista, has – he He had he is very short on, on character development in this movie except for one scene where he kind of mentions uh, his daughter. But other than that, uh, he basically is the com- comedy throughout he the whole movie. He has the film. great
0: one-liners. And you know he what has is, all dude? the great one-liners. He has the charisma to pull it off. So like give it to anybody else who's not as charismatic and those lines could fall flat. But Batista is so on point with his charisma and his delivery that – <laughs> it, 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 um, he does an amazing job with those one-liners, and the whole audience was laughing.
1: Yeah, he, he was absolutely fantastic. And the other one is Kurt Russell. I love seeing Kurt Russell in this film. Um, he, he plays he plays that ego. Um, you know, did he's you, got did this... you
0: see how they de-aged him at the beginning? Yeah, they did. That, that they... whole Marvel de-aging thing that they're doing now. It's
1: pretty funny. Yeah, man. They did it with uh, – what was the first time? did it with Michael Douglas in uh, yeah, Ant-Man.
0: And Robert Downey in Civil
1: War. And then War. they did it RD... – yeah, Robert Downey in uh, uh, Civil War. And now, now uh, Kurt Russell in, in, uh, in uh, Guardians. And it looked really good. I got to be honest. It, did, it looked yeah. really good. That looked the like almost, 19
0: – The snake Plissken is without the
1: – I was about to say that. They looked like 1980 uh, Kurt Russell. He looked like he just put on an eye patch and he's going to be Snake Plissken. He looked exactly. good. Yeah,
0: that was awesome. Um,
1: but I, I love Kurt Russell. I, I will watch anything Kurt Russell's in. Uh, Kurt Russell is like a childhood hero. So seeing him in this movie is fantastic. And by the way, did you catch the fact – and, and I, I didn't actually think about it until I was actually watching the movie. I was like, oh my god, James Gunn cast Tango and Cash in this film. <laughs>
0: And it's so funny you mentioned. You but they again.
1: didn't have any scenes together though.
0: I know, I know that that uh, the the uh, the film between me would have just like erupted if that had happened, that they had actually crossed paths. But it's funny you mentioned that because I don't want to bring up the Alamo draft house again. But they are doing a screening of Tangelo and Cash, I think, in uh, in a couple weeks, which I am very tempted to go to. I'll be. Um, but I'm, I might save my money only because money's a little tight right now after the, uh, the, my vacation. But I really am tempted to go to that screening because I, I haven't seen that on the big screen. I haven't watched this movie in years, actually, so I'm kind of tempted to just go and kind of see it with an audience, you know, at a movie theater. But uh, but yeah, we got our boy Sly Stallone in this movie too. Now he's only in it for like five minutes, maybe tops. But, he's gonna uh, see it. So, he's so gonna nice see, see
1: it at the him. beginning. He's gonna see it at the end. He's got a, he's got a post credit sequence too. So he's got like three scenes total. Um, and you know, we can talk about the spoilers later. We're not going to talk about it now because we want people to, uh, you know, have enough time to like listen to the rest of the show. Uh, but yeah, there's some stuff going on with this character that is actually kind of, that is so nerdy and geeky. Like, I, I wrote this on Twitter, but like, there's so much about this movie that, that reaches into like deep Marvel comic book geekiness that like geeks like me are going to be like, oh my God, there's blah, 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 right? That, like this movie is so nerdy it's like still a virgin like it it will (laughs) it's so nerdy but it's fun as hell but it's there's so many nerdy references in this movie
0: yeah but i think they can get away with that now i think and, and i mentioned this in the review as well um you know they built up and not just marvel but just guardians of the galaxy by itself has built up so much equity that's our favorite word on this show with the audience that i think they can get away with like going deep into the uh, into like the Marvel like canon or Marvel universe and pulling out these obscure references. Now I'm sure I missed many of them. I'm sure you caught like I'm sure ninety percent of what they were going for as far as like that all that like deep reach as far as references. But you know, I think you know even if the audience does not get it right away, like it's still like kind of built in to the point where I mean they'll they'll still enjoy it regardless. Like the, the characters are charismatic enough, like the story is engaging enough. That even if they don't get okay, the the sovereign races uh, this 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 or you know the thing at the end of the at the, uh, the during the post credits was that you know there's there's still enough for them to kind of keep even the casual the casual audience involved and enjoy the movie.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it doesn't take you out of the movie how 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 nerdy it is, but for like nerds like me, I was like, holy crap, that is that is some nerdy crap right there.
0: We can talk uh, more about that like at the end of the,
1: at the, end of the yeah, show with we'll more spoilers, there, yeah. There's definitely some stuff about the post-credit sequence I want to talk about um, but uh, – because there's five post-credit sequences. Um, so I, I want to talk a little bit about them uh, when we go into our spoilers. But um, basically I give this film uh, – I would say that this film is – Not quite as good as Guardians because it's so hard to reach that level of of excellence. The first Guardians was such a surprise and such – so much fun um, that it's so hard to meet that expectation. But um, that said, it's still – really good it's an upper tier marvel movie as far as as far as quality goes um the critics seem to like it's made half a billion dollars in in like um in like a weekend it's absolutely ridiculous so i mean uh, which which makes me happy because it means we're gonna get more guardians movies um so the the marvel train shows no signs of stopping with this one this movie looks this movie was a lot of fun not quite on the level of guardians one but i mean it, it, it's really hard to meet that standard. Um, it, 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 I mean, there's very few movies in history where the sequel is good, as good or better than the than the the original. I can I mean I can only think of like Terminator and Godfather right now. So uh, what um, about Alien? An Aliens and Aliens. That's true. That's another one. But um, but so it's not quite like that, but it's still very, very good, very, very fun. I'm definitely gonna uh, be. I probably go see this again before the before the summer's out.
0: I might see it again too, actually. And I agree with your point about like you know whether how it compares to the first film. With me, it's here's my take on it. It's just a matter of taste. You know, if you like this one better than the first, great. If you like the first one better, that's even greater. You know, like it 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 really just comes down to like just personal opinion, personal taste because these films are kind of just so neck and neck together as far as like how good they are that i don't think it matters what you think you know and it's it's like we always have this debate about godfather 1 godfather 2 which is better with alien aliens which one is better you know in the end it just comes down to your personal taste and i mean that's good enough because these two films are are just really good really great really fun and um and definitely and if while it's still in theaters definitely go check it out now i do have one more question before uh uh we move on um what about the soundtrack now i know you're a classic rock guy i'm kind of a classic rock guy as well and this one i mean the first the first soundtrack was just so epic like every, like hit after hit after hit here's a little more obscure songs but overall i did enjoy the soundtrack as well Not maybe not as much as volume one though
1: yeah the soundtrack uh, to me wasn't as uh as iconic as volume one was i i've was very disappointed at the lack of David Bowie. Um but (laughs) but it was still good. It was still enjoyable. Um uh the Fleetwood Mac song was really good. The the Groot dance at the beginning by uh for ELO uh the ELO song is really good. Um so I mean it's still it was still a good um good soundtrack. It's just not quite on the level uh, of the first one. But then again, again, much like the first movie, that was a hard act to follow. So I do love the joke they have with the zune in the in the in the in the movie though. Yes, yeah,
0: that's a I that got a great laugh at the uh, in the theater. My sister was cracking up when she saw that part. <laughs> and I, I think I remember like the Family Guy joke where they're like, "What's a zune?" or some shit like that. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So, like we said, Guardians Volume Two, great film, awesome film, pun intended. Uh, fun film. You know, just like the first one, like it just it. It brings out those same emotions that you that you had when you saw the first Guardians of the Galaxy film. It's Marvel Studios that keep cranking out hit after hit. I think we're seeing them next during the Infinity War, which should be awesome. Seeing them interact with Iron Man, Captain America, and all those guys. Um, so definitely, in, while it's still in theaters, go check out uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two.
1: Interestingly enough, um, the post-credit sequence does not hint at Avengers Infinity Awards, we thought it would. It actually hints more towards Guardians 3. Uh, but we'll get to that when we talk our spoilers. The one thing I do want to say real quick, the last, uh, the first Guardians movie um, was, ended up getting nominated for Best Visual Effects and Best Makeup. It ended up losing both of those categories. I really hope they get nominated for Makeup again this year because the makeup in this movie is outstanding. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, it's it's fantastic, like creature feature style makeup, and like uh, if it ends up losing to this, like some period romance bullshit or something, <laughs> I'll be really.
0: <laughs> I mean, just just the makeup on Taser face alone was enough to warrant at least a nomination.
1: Taser face. Taser face.
0: Hey, well, we'll get to that maybe during the spoilers a little bit later on. But that's guard to the Galaxy Volume Two, our non-spoiler review. So go see it <laughs> i mean that's all we can really say about that in a nutshell but um so that's the beginning of our summer now and we okay now i've been going through this list for most of the day um it seems to me that this year's more of a kind of a settle down maybe not so gung-ho year as far as summer flicks I don't know if you feel that way. Maybe you went through like the overall list on Wikipedia or the list I sent you, like the like kind of the big releases. Do you think this year's maybe more of like a quiet year for Hollywood?
1: I think so, because honestly, the the movie I was most looking forward to, I already saw, and that was Guardians. Um, the this summer, I mean, maybe it'll surprise us, and 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 it'll have some great movies. I'm just kind of my expectations are really low this year.
0: I same here. Like there's there's. Know some ones here and there that I really, really do want to see, but overall, it just seems like they're kind of taking it easy this year. You know, there's not really that many big franchises having like sequels or you know big films. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how how this summer performs. Um, so now that we're uh, coming up into I think the week of May fourteenth. Um, so that Friday, which I believe is May nineteenth may 19th bro <laughs> remember that shit i um, do alien Covenant. now i was a big fan of prometheus when that movie came out i rewatched it recently to kind of get ready for this film it honestly hasn't really aged that well it's a little more dull than i remember it now i mean i remember watching it in the theater and i was just absolutely absorbed by it now watching it again like a few years later it gets pretty dull in, in points, you know, it wasn't as engaging as it was before. Um, but I am looking forward to this movie because A, Fastbender's in it, and Fastbender was awesome in Prometheus. Uh, you And it actually has the alien word in the title, so you know you're, some, you're just going to go down with the xenomorphs and all that other shit. So, what do you think of this? Are you excited for Alien Covenant at all, or are you kind of ho-hum about it?
1: I'm a little ho-hub about it, to be honest, and I like Prometheus. I'm, I'm on board with it. Uh, I know a lot of pe- – I know people have kind of uh, mocked it and said it's 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 not as good, uh, and I think the biggest problem with Prometheus, uh, the original, uh, was that it, it kept – it didn't really know if it was going to be a prequel or not, and it kind of just seemed like – it just seems like it wasn't – was it, it was a little haphazard, which I, I totally agree with. Um, that said, uh, I, I still enjoyed the film. I thought some of the horror scenes were very well done, very suspenseful, uh, especially that scene where she's like quote-unquote giving birth to that alien. That was really yeah. – uh, that was really well done. That was cool. um, That said, um, I just – I don't know. It's I'm not. I'm not feeling this one. Uh, I love the original Alien. I love Aliens. I, I liked Prometheus. I didn't love it. Um, but it, it's not. I just. I guess I've been oh, burned um, by the franchise. you know there were but
0: other but films, right?
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know.
0: That was, was delivered.
1: I, I, I didn't mention them on purpose. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm just. Uh, it just, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I will say, it's, I'm it, intrigued by Michael, um, not Michael Shannon, um, <laughs>
0: Michael, Michael Fucking Fas- Fassbender. Fassbender, as we call him, um,
1: uh, because you know he, uh, I, I'm thinking, I guess he's a, because he can't be the same Android, right? So he must be another Android that's the same model, same model, or, I'm gonna assume, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I find that interesting, but, um.
0: Yep. Well, by the way, the entire synopsis of the film is up on Wikipedia right now. So I oh, just so saw that, I... that the whole thing is there, so I'm just skipping through it. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's – I can't so – there, so there must be like a – pre. Like they, may have had a, they must have had the premiere already somewhere, right? Must have because somebody must have seen it and put the review the,
1: – Yeah, yeah the I mean they, they usually – I mean more and more like these kind of films are getting premiered overseas before they come here. I mean Guardians has been out a month in the rest of the world before they got to us.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, it says here Michael Fassbender plays Walter. So yes, you are correct. It is like a similar model to David in Prometheus, which was also Michael Fassbender. So that answers our question there. Uh,
1: I just hope you know what I. Here's the thing. I hope they don't. Um, they they don't make him evil again because like I I am sick of evil robots and aliens. Like <laughs> I, like the only time we didn't have an evil robot was in Aliens, the movie with the uh, with the. Um, lance henrickson like he didn't yeah. turn up But like we just say, it's we're, we're i'm done with the evil aliens let's the evil androids let's 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 just no more of that
0: <laughs> well maybe he'll be the hero and i could find out in like two seconds if he'll be a hero or not but yeah I'm not, don't... I'm, I'm not doing that <laughs> so uh so yeah that's alien i mean uh mondo and alamo Draft are doing a lot of cool stuff for uh, to celebrate like the release of alien they're releasing like Little these uh alien tiki glasses which i actually pre-ordered one of them which looks really cool has like the teeth marks and everything they have like the uh birth movies that commemorative alien issue which i just purchased as well you know uh you know these little chains they they like to like celebrate like the classic films and like celebrate big releases by doing like little promotional stuff so i might actually go see alien covenant at the alamo draft house because i know they're going to be doing something cool like an event for it so and if you haven't heard our uh our, uh, my little talk about Alamo when we did uh, it was, what movie was it? It was like the one before the last uh, Essential Films. I can't remember what film that was now. Um, whatever it was, I mean, I talked about my experience there at uh, Alamo Draft Drafthouse.
1: Oh, we are talking about Some Like It Hot I think.
0: Some Like It Hot, there you go. When I went on like the half hour talk about Alamo. So, you know, I'm, I might actually go there to see it. So that's going to be interesting, my return back to Alamo. If I don't go to see Tango and Cash first. So, um, but anyway, So that's Alien, Code. that's the week of May 19th. That's the Friday. Um, The following week, May 26th, is a pretty big week, so you have two fairly big releases. Oh, you have definitely one big one and one fairly big one. Um, We'll start with the big one, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 5, Dead Men Tell No Tales, which should be retitled Pirates of the Caribbean, Johnny Depp Needs Money. So uh, uh, I am not a – I, I was done with pirates after the last one after World's End or whatever the hell it was called.
1: It was um, uh, on Stranger I, Tides.
0: On Stranger Tides. No, was that the last one? Yeah. I, uh, oh no, I was done with the third one. I'm sorry. I was done at World's the End. Third, yeah. At World's End. Yeah. I never even seen Stranger Tides. I never saw that one, so I don't know what happened. I know Penelope Cruz was in it, and that's it. You know, I I don't know what happened. I never watched it. Never cared to watch it because you know after I got it when I was done.
1: Uh, I did not like Dead man's – chest or Wait, um that's my or a, one a, dead man or a, really over over curse of the black pearl
0: yeah
1: Yes. Oh my gosh! Not, I, love, more... I
0: love Dead Man's Chest, bro. That's a great Oh man,
1: one. I i don't, I don't agree with you at all you don't? on that
0: you... one. Oh come on! No, it, you, you don't think it had like an Empire Strikes Back feel to it? No, that's what I got out of it. Oh come, no, come on!
1: No, I hated it. I hated oh. it.
0: Okay, we gotta talk. We gotta do. We gotta do like a retro <laughs> review on this so We gotta talk because Cause I, cause I, I love, love that movie.
1: I, I love Curse of the Black Pearl. So I mean, <laughs> I love
0: that one too, but. I, and was, I was excited like, for like, it. It had like that Empire Strikes Back feel to it. And I really, I got a kick out of it. I thought it was a great movie.
1: No, I didn't like that one at all. And then I do, really didn't like At World's End. But I actually didn't mind Stranger Tides. I thought it was okay. Uh, it's actually my out of the out of the three sequels, it's my favorite sequel. Um oh, Dead really? Tell really? No tells, and and I'm not. It's not a great movie. Don't get me wrong. It's an <laughs> okay movie. No, uh, I did
0: it, like At World's End when I first saw. It. Like I really, really loved it. And then it doesn't. It hasn't really aged, bro. Real. Like every time I watch it, I kind of like it less, you know. So uh, it has that going for it right now. But I remember like when I first came out, I was like, "Oh, this is my the third one. It's like my favorite one now." And then over the years, I'm like, "No, it really wasn't. I still like the second one more." So anyway, go on.
1: Um. Okay. Uh. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, I saw I saw the trailer for. I keep seeing the trailer for it, and it's. It's whatever. I mean, I'll watch it for the show if we review it for the show, but otherwise, I'm probably going to skip it. Uh, it I, I'm not. Like, I, I think this is a. Um, they beat the dead horse already. Like they, they're bringing back Jeffrey Rush's character, and like um, I don't know. It just well, it's I don't, supposed to be dead like, yeah. in the first one, so. it, it's just. <laughs> It's just whack. I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence on it. Like it, it looks okay, but it also like I remember how much I've been burned by this series before. So uh, I'm I'm like I'm kind of uh, iffy on it. I will say this. So we were just talking about um you know we were talking about on uh, at the beginning of this show and then more in much more detail on the Essential Films podcast about going to Disney World and all that stuff. Uh, so I did not get to do the Pirates ride this time. Um, oh, you because, might
0: have seen
1: Johnny Depp there. So because that's we that's had bad. used. I know I, I did see that. I saw that video, but uh, he was not there the day we were. But uh, we we had used all our fast passes on other things, and the, and then this, and then the line for Pirates was like two hours, and we're like, no, we're not doing that.
0: Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> it's not so, even that great to be honest with you. So it's
1: not so, even worth so two hours. So I didn't. So I didn't see it, but like for some reason, I was like on this thing where I was like looking up YouTube videos of like people on rides and stuff, because I saw. So, cause I, uh, first of all, uh, can I just say that Disney Bangkok. Their rides are so much cooler than the US rides. Like, they're awesome. So, like, I I looked up what the Pirates ride looks like now because I haven't been on it since before the movies came out. So, they, so they, before, like, back when it was like the old, old, old school ride, right? So, there was no Jack Sparrow in it or anything like that. So, I was like looking it up, you know, uh, what it looks like now. Uh, and I think that's because I watched that Johnny Depp video where he surprised a bunch of people in the in the thing, right? So then I got on this YouTube thing where I was watching all these other videos of rides, and uh, so I was, you know, and like the ones now they have this animatronic Johnny Depp or whatever. No, okay, that's fine. But then I saw this one that was like Pirates of the Caribbean, Disney Bangkok or whatever, or is that what it is, Disney Bangkok? Um,
0: I have no idea, bro. <laughs>
1: no, where is it? Where's that Disney? Where's the other Disney one in Asia? Is it Bangkok? Um, let me let me just look it up yeah, cuz I don't want to be... look
0: that up to Disney Bank. Oh,
1: The see. Disney
0: or let me or let me do Disney Asia first and let's see what comes up. Walt Disney Parks and Resorts. No. I'm no. sorry,
1: it's Hong Kong Disney. Hong Kong Disneyland. No, Hong there's Kong, Shanghai. Okay. Hold on. There's Shanghai Disney and Hong Kong Disneyland. Disneyland Paris, Tokyo Disney Resort, Walt Disney World and Disneyland. So I don't know if it was Shanghai or Hong Kong that I saw. I'm thinking Uh. maybe Shanghai. All right, either way, doesn't matter. It was one of the Asian ones, um, and their Pirates ride is fucking amazing. Like, look up the YouTube video of the Pirates ride for like Hong Kong and Disney. It's so much better. Like, why why can't they do it for uh, why can't they do that with ours, right? Uh, and then the other thing that they have in the Hong Kong one, I think, is a Tron roller coaster, and it looks awesome. And why can't we have the Tron roller coaster?
0: I saw that too. Like I saw an article recently that about the Tron roller coaster. I, I don't think it's open yet, but it's gonna open like overseas. And it's like, fuck, man. Well, there's what? a video of it
1: already, dude. I saw the video. Of people oh, so writing it. It's open
0: it. then. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah it's open in one of them. Like it, I saw people writing it. It looks amazing, and it has like the the Daft Punk music playing throughout while you're while you're on it oh, and stuff. Oh my
0: god, that's you're, so are
1: like on like the you're on like the light cycles and shit. It's so fucking cool. Oh, why don't shit. we have that? I gotta, I got I gotta. Damn, I'm gonna send you this, this link here. And I love uh, those
0: films, the Tron films. I mean, people shot Legacy, but I, I, I got I love it. I got to kick out of that one, you know. So. Okay.
1: Um, it's Shanghai Disneyland. I just found the video. It's an HD video. I'm gonna send it to you. You don't have to watch it now, but like, watch it at some point. It's so freaking cool. I'm
0: definitely gonna check that out. That, that
1: sounds amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm IMing it in the Skype window here.
0: Got. I, I get it right. I'll watch it after the show, man. It's uh. That's awesome, and, and like I said, I love those Tron movies, so they need they need something like that here, you know. I wonder,
1: I wonder if they did the Tron coaster, and like, I wonder because the movie didn't do well here, but it did, um, but maybe it did well overseas, and that's why they did, built it overseas. That would not make he-
0: sense, I think, yeah.
1: Ah, oh, it sucks because that I, I would love to ride that thing, but I don't want to go to freaking Shanghai to do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not like there was a I I forgot what park it was. I think it was like a Six Flags park overseas or like some 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 park overseas that had like a saw roller coaster. And I thought that was kind of cool. Like I I kind of got to see like the concept of it, and what what it was going to be about. And I'm like, I'd like to do a saw roller coaster. That sounds kind of cool. But it's like in in like London or something. Like, oh fuck that. I'm not going to travel to London just to do a saw roller coaster, bro. Come on. No. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm sending you the pirates ride too from Shanghai Disney.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. I'm definitely going to check all that out. Uh, tonight i'm not gonna get any sleep tonight it seems but uh anyway um but yeah so pirates of the caribbean dead men tell no tales um like i said i was done with the franchise after at world's end i didn't even see at stranger tides um for the show i'll watch it i may have to go back and watch the fourth one to kind of catch no you,
1: you probably don't you probably probably, don't. probably not um, I, I like the fourth one. Like, I'm in the minority. I like the fourth one, but it's it, – you don't have – I'm sure you don't have to watch it. Yeah. Because um, there's literally no one from the other movies in it other than Johnny Depp. Like, it's just Johnny Depp and, like, a bunch of new characters. So I, I doubt that there's any oh, need to watch it Oh, was
0: Jeffrey one. Rush in the fourth one?
1: I don't think so. Oh,
0: he was? But then again, okay. it's been a
1: while since I saw it. Oh.
0: And, and if I'm looking at this cast list correctly, it says Paul McCartney, bro. So He's probably going to make, like, that Mick Jagger-esque cameo. You know, somewhere in that movie, I'm sure it's not like a like a side role or even like a background role. It's probably just like a cameo, but uh, that that should be interesting. But Javier Bardem is in this as as the as the lead villain, so I mean, that to could see be how good. Works, yeah, that could be good.
1: He plays a good villain. He was a and good it villain. It's Orlando
0: Bloom, so that's interesting as well that I just noticed that. So
1: that's probably um, a spoiler.
0: <laughs> that, I, that might be a spoiler, yeah. But, uh, but anyway, um, and I saw the, the latest show that just came out maybe about a week ago with that, with the British chick that now is like the, the lead female. She's kind of hot. but uh, she, And I have a thing for British accents anyway. So if you're hot and have an English accent, flagpole. That's all I have to say. But, Jeez. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm kind of ho-hum about this as well. I'm For the show, I'll see it. But other than that, I really have no desire to, just like with the fourth one. Um, but the other film on this week that's opening is Baywatch. Now this I will see only because Zac Efron won me over with the um with the, what movie was it? And I can't even remember what movie it was. But no with, neighbors uh, with, with neighbors and with the uh, Mike and Dave. Those two movies when I saw Zac Efron and the range that he had as a, as a comic actor, like he found his niche, you know. And then The Rock, alongside The Rock, bro, bro. I think I think. That's going to be like a sleeper hit, I think, Baywatch.
1: I think this is a 21 Jump Street situation. This could be a 21 Jump Street like um, where where it's like you don't expect much out of it. Then you go see it and you're like, oh, my gosh, that was actually really funny. It could be that. Uh, it could also be terrible. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm prepared for both scenarios, but you know what? The Rock has equity with me and as does Zach Efron, so I'm willing to give it a chance. But, uh, I mean, we don't have much to say about this this movie. I mean, I never watched the show. You know, our boy Hasselhoff, Pamela Anderson, they kind of made that show famous. Do, they, do those guys
1: have, uh, do they have cameos? I, 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 I would pretend, imagine.
0: I would be surprised if they didn't at this point. You know, I'm sure they're going to show up in one form or another. They have to. Um, but, uh, I mean, the trailers yeah. look funny. I mean, I laughed my ass off at both of them. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how this turns out.
1: It looks it looks interesting. It looks looks kind of amusing. We can it it, it could be good. It could also suck. But it could. It, but it looks like it's taking the 21 Jump Street formula, where it's just like making kind of it's kind of making fun of itself. Of
0: itself, yeah. But at least. But that, then but again, so It did, works.
1: That formula works. But then. So. Then again, so did Chips, and that movie did not do well.
0: <laughs> I remember uh, I was in Orlando, and they were. I think it was like the week after Chips had come out, and I remember like, did you ever, did you see the um. You know who the cinema snob is, right, on, uh, on YouTube? Brad? You know who that is, right? Or no? You're not familiar with him?
1: Uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm familiar with him.
0: He's part of, like, the uh, the uh, the Doug Walker-like family. like, Channel Awesome and all that.
1: Oh, okay, 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 yeah.
0: But uh, he put a picture up of his friends. I forgot what his name is, but he put a picture up of his friend buying a ticket to Chips. And there's a picture of him in the theater, like, literally by himself in the middle. It's so <laughs> – he's just, he's just chilling like with his all, hands behind his back. He's like relaxing and he's like literally the only one in the theater. And it's so – it's just such a hilarious picture.
1: Oh, man. What was the movie? I just – that just happened to me in a, in a, in a movie theater and I'm trying, figure, I'm trying to figure out which one it was. It was certainly wasn't Guardians. I'm trying to remember which one it was but it was so funny. Like, I remember you talking there. about
0: when you saw It Follows. It was you and like some creepy guy in the theater. Yeah, that
1: it. was weird. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't I remember that story. Oh, you you know what movie it was? It was uh, this is why it didn't do well. It was Ghost in the Shell. I saw Ghost in the Shell. Like.
0: Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> by your, literally by yourself.
1: Literally by myself. There's no one there.
0: Oh wow, that's that's <laughs> that's a bummer. In a way. that's why
1: the movie bombed.
0: There you go. But uh, but yeah. So yeah, it didn't work for chips. But uh. I mean, but then again, who's really fam- – who really knows what Chips is? Who's really alive today that, that even knows what that is? You know what I'm saying? Like
1: yeah.
0: it, it appeals to like what? Like the 50-plus-year-old crowd I would, I would think? But right. I don't know, bro. But anyway, I think Baywatch could do well if it kind of sticks to the 21 Jump Street thing. I think it has like The Rock in it and Zac Efron. So that's, that's – <laughs> I'm sure that will equal buys. Um, the
1: rock, The Rock is franchise Viagra, man. That guy has – that guy has had made hit after hit after hit in the last five, six, seven years. So he's then showed no signs of stopping. So, yeah. And that dude, the, that dude. And, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, no. I was going to say, and for the warm-blooded males, that Alexander Daddario with their big tits are in this movie. So uh, that's definitely – that will definitely equal buys as well.
1: Um, the other thing – I think you're lonely right now. <laughs> you're mentioning these things. Yeah. Um, Do we we need to have a talk? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other thing um, about this – about about the Rock uh, and and, and what we were just talking about Disney is – did you read how – first of all, you know that they're making the Jungle Cruise into a movie. Yes, I did read about
0: that.
1: So now like he just – they just announced that the Rock is going to take part in updating the ride. So which to to me tells – so is that Uh... like – so, like, cause I remember because when they up, because whenever Pirates of the Caribbean, the movie, the first movie came out, like they still had the old school pirates, and they're like, maybe you should update the ride to have Johnny Depp in it, right? So, I think they're trying to get out ahead of it, so that by the time the movie comes out, the ride will already have like the rock in it somehow, which is kind of weird because it's, it's like, uh, there, there must be, they must be thinking of having some sort of animatronic rock or something, because it's just looking at animatronic animals, right? Isn't that what it is? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the ride. Okay. Well, well, there you go.
0: Yeah, so uh, um, I'm, I'm more curious to see uh, how Baywatch does than Pirates. I think Pirates will do fairly well because it's a franchise and they've already advertised it as the last one. So Johnny Depp better be smart with his money from, from now on because they're not making another one. So uh, we'll, here's we'll my prediction.
1: Here's my prediction for this. I think worldwide. Pirates will be the bigger winner because it's a, that's a brand name that's recognized all over the world. It's a movie that you don't necessarily have to speak English for to watch. You know, It's a, it's an it's a action movie. It's going to like do well overseas and, and, and everywhere else. It will do well here, but it won't do as well as it does overseas. So it will probably make a ton of money, but most of it will be – I'd say 60 percent of it from overseas, right? But I think domestically, I have a feeling that Baywatch might beat it domestically.
0: And you know what? It's going to depend on the word of mouth, like just like with 21 Jump Street. You know, if the, wor- be- the word of mouth is good on Baywatch. <laughs> it'll 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 rake it in. I think in the subsequent weeks, like the averages will will kind of stay steady, I think.
1: Dude, I'm sorry. I, I have the I have this YouTube video up while we're talking. This Pirates ride in Shanghai is fucking amazing. Why don't they have this here? It's so cool. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know. I mean, I really don't know why they like. You know, some parks have better rides than other parks in other countries. Like, I mean, it's they, I, you'd think it'd be all the same because it's different countries. Like, you know, but I, I don't know the logic behind it. I'm sure there's like some sort of uh, de- demographics or strategy behind it. So whatever, you know. I'm just waiting for that Tron ride. <laughs> That'll never open here. That's like that's crazy. Yeah,
1: that's never gonna happen.
0: Yeah. Um, but moving on to June 2017. We have Wonder Woman. That's my opinion on that.
1: I actually am looking forward to this one.
0: I'm really not, bro. I mean the trailers I'm, haven't really done anything for me.
1: Actually, the trailers have done something for me. The trailers look like like what Superman, Batman, Superman and Man of Steel weren't where it's just – it's fun. It's high energy. Uh, it, it looks good to me. It actually looks entertaining to me as opposed to what Batman, Superman did not look entertaining. So I'm I'm actually really looking forward to it.
0: Now, will I watch it? Of course I'm going to watch it, especially for this show. <laughs> of course I'm going to watch it, but uh, I'm really not look- – I'm hoping it surprises me, but I'm really not looking forward to it. I do know that uh, like Chris Pine, he did, just did SNL I think last week or a couple weeks ago, and he was really good. Like he has that like that comedic range to him, and he also can kind of take it back and be serious. And I think he's going to do a combination of both here. And so I'm looking forward to seeing how, how he does. Um, Gal Gadot, I mean, she's just gonna be how she was in a Batman. Superhero. She'll probably she'll get like bigger action scenes, so she kind of will see her range a little more. But um, yeah, it's just kind of uh, okay. It's kind of like my, my opinion right now going into this is how it was for Dawn of Justice. Like okay, it's a big release. I'm gonna have to see it, so I'm gonna go see it. That's, that's just how I feel right now.
1: I don't know, I man. I, I think you're underselling it a little bit. I think you're underestimating it. I think it'll surprise you.
0: Well, I'm hoping that when, with, if I lower the bar, it kind of surprises me when I actually do see it. I'm sure there's going to be good things about it, and I hope that it does surprise me. You know, cause, But I think going into it with the low bar, I think, would help. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, my, that's how I feel about Wonder Woman right now. I'm, a, I'm sure it's going to do well, but just right now, in May, Waiting like three weeks for it, it's, uh, it's, I'd rather not watch it, but I have to watch it, I feel. So that's how, that's, that's my attitude. Well,
1: you know what? I, I hope that it, it, it is good. I hope it makes like a you know, billion dollars just because, because I, I want to see, you know, more female driven action of course, movies, absolutely. you know, yeah. uh, just because, you know, I want my daughter to have something cool to look up to. So I hope it does well.
0: Yes, absolutely. And that I, I can't argue with. I absolutely agree with you.
1: And that's uh, one thing – you know what? One thing you got to give DC, for all that Marvel has kicked their ass on everything, they are the first one out of the gate with a female-led superhero movie. Marvel could have had a Black Widow movie by now if they really wanted to, but they didn't. Uh, and, but, and so DC has beaten them to the punch there. So that's the one thing that they can brag about.
0: <laughs> and then they're going to have the, the Black Widow movie in what, a few years, and then it will be better No Wonder Woman. But that's neither here nor there. Well, they have Captain
1: there. Marvel next. Captain Marvel is the next Oh, Oh, well, there you movie. go.
0: Captain Marvel yeah. already. Our, our, our girl, Brie Larson. But anyway, um, there's nothing else really going on that week. You have Captain Underpants, which I remember as a kid seeing those books at the book fair at school. Never really interested in that. Um, that's pretty much it, I think, for that. I have,
1: week. I have zero interest in that.
0: As, as do I. But how about next week? You have The Mummy. I know you're looking forward to that one. Me, I'm not as much as you, but it is kind of an interesting twist they're doing with this reboot of the Mummy. Um, so I'm quasi excited for it, but I know you're really excited.
1: I'm not really excited. That's a little <laughs> much. Uh, I'm 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 interested in this film. I think it looks actually kind of good. Um, I, I like Tom Cruise action movies. I think he always does a good job with them. I think this might be. Uh, this is an interesting idea uh, to do the whole Universal Monsters shared shared universe thing. Um, I don't know if that Dracula Untold movie is going to get folded into it or not, but I know this is. I think this is supposed to be the Iron Man of the of of that idea. Yeah. Um, and because because they're introducing Doctor Jekyll played by Russell Crowe in this movie, which Doctor Jekyll wasn't really a Universal Monster. Uh, I don't think they did Jekyll and I don't think Jekyll and Hyde were univer, uh was a Universal monster movie. Um, but since Doctor Jekyll and Mr Hyde are, you know, uh, uh, they are um, public domain properties, and that's why they can do it, I guess, right? Um, it's I don't know. It's an interesting idea. I I, I think the effects look kind of neat. Um, I'm kind of halfway looking forward to it.
0: As am I. Like just for the fact that i know now it's going to be you know the first installment in a shared universe that now Universal's doing with their monster movies so i'm going to see how they pull that off more so than the actual film itself because it's basically it's it looks like it's going to be almost the exact same story as the uh the uh the first reboot of the mummy with brendan Fraser, except now the mummy's going to be a female mummy but uh But I just want to see how they kind of tie that – how they kind of start. This is the first step in their shared universe. I kind of want to see how they kind of write that and pull that off. So that's where my interest lies.
1: Technically though, uh if you really if you really want to be a nerd about it, the old school universal monster movies were already a shared universe because you know, it, you had you had people, you had uh Frankenstein meet the wolfman and Avon Costello meet Frankenstein and, and all sorts of these movies where all the monsters crossed over with each other. So it technically they already did it back in the 30s and 40s. So right just wanted to throw that out there
0: but now here's my question what's the end game here like what's the avengers end game for this shared universe they're gonna just have one with all of them in
1: it or? i don't know but uh, probably uh, i i would hope for some sort of uh, i i don't think this is a universal movie but i would love if they did like monster squad at the end because <laughs> i fucking <laughs> love that movie you ever yeah. seen monster squad i've
0: never seen it but I. oh it.
1: my god that movie is so much fun uh it, i don't think it's a universal movie though but it, that movie is so much freaking fun yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's to be an- It's 80s cheese as hell, but it is so <laughs> much fun.
0: Uh, I mean, there has to be an end game to this shared universe because, or else, why would they make it a shared universe in the first place? So right. there has to be some sort of end game, which they haven't revealed yet. But I'm looking forward to see how it's they- Tom
1: Cruise versus everybody. <laughs>
0: Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy versus Tom Cruise versus John
1: Reacher. <laughs> Tom Cruise is not happy, is not is not content with the Mission Impossible franchise. He needs another franchise. There
0: you go. Where he single-handedly defeats all the monsters.
1: It is interesting though to see like uh, Tom Cruise in a movie like this though. Like uh, not only um uh, like, a, like a, a shared universe movie but like a uh, – essentially a horror movie. Like you don't really see that. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, definitely, def- definitely. I guess he was a little twist,
1: but I guess he was in an interview with the vampire. I guess that, but that was like 20 years ago.
0: Does <laughs> that, that, that really count though? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. it's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. A oh, horror movie. Okay, you. I, it was horror slash action, I guess that I was thinking of, but oh no, not as an action movie. Yeah. No, no, but it's definitely a horror movie. De- yeah, definitely. Um, and that's it for Ju- the week of June 9th. There's really not. There's a couple of indie films that I really have no. I, I don't see no interest, but I have no info on that I can't really like brag about or talk about so let's just leave that week at the mummy um the following week we have okay so there's a couple of interesting ones here let's start with the more low-key one which is all eyes on me which is the biopic on Tupac Shakur (laughs) um I have a cousin who's probably listening to the show right now who back in the mid 90s and I remember this as a kid in the mid 90s he was a huge huge Tupac fan huge Tupac fan um and after he got killed he got caught up in the whole conspiracy theory about oh he's not really dead he's alive and I had a friend of mine too that was in a that in eighth grade who believed believe believe and remember we're like 14 years old he believed that tupac was alive so and he gave me all the like crazy proof that he was alive that like it was in his songs or in these this album and that album it's, it's just a fun childhood memory that I have it's just was, I think it was my first exposure to like conspiracy theories, you know, before JFK, before, you know, all those other ones you had, the Tupac is not really dead conspiracy theory or whatever you want to call it. But um, so I might see this. I mean, if it, if it if it's made along the lines of like, you know, straight out Compton and it gets, gets kind of that vibe, I may go see this. But other than that, I really don't have too much interest in it.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of mixed on this one. Uh, it looks—I mean, the guy that they got actually looks a lot like him. It looks pretty—it looks pretty good. But um, you know, there's more to more to the more to that than just looks, right? So um, it, this is a wait and see for me. I'm gonna see how the how the reviews come in before I before I check it out, uh, especially because I don't know—I'm not a huge fan of biopics in general, so. Eh, I'm I'm really kind of iffy on this one. Uh, what's it? What the other thing that makes me iffy is that this movie was supposed to come out last year and it got pushed to this summer. So that's never really a good sign, you know, for movies whenever they get delayed. So we'll see.
0: What I think is funny is that both uh, Michonne and Maggie from The Walking Dead are in this movie. So that's gonna be kind of funny to see how how they do.
1: Is, Ma- is Maggie uh, Lauren Cohen? Yes. Oh, I love Lord
0: Cohen. Oh, we all do.
1: <laughs> there oh. you go.
0: There it is. <laughs> flagpole, right?
1: I'm a married man, i have you know.
0: <laughs> you, you can't admit Deep down, I know already. You can't say that on the air, though. But anyway, um, but other than that, something that does not have any sort of flagpole, or it might, in a, but in a different context, is Cars 3, which I did not see Cars 2 because I had zero interest in it because Cars 1 was kind of blocked. Um, and I heard Cars 2 sucked anyway, so I dodged the bullet. But uh, the trailer for the, the teaser, at least for Cars 3, kind of piqued my interest. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting trailer, but I still don't have any faith in this franchise, so I don't really care. Um,
0: I'm surprised that Pixar even decided to go with a three after seeing oh. how bad two was received. Like, I don't understand that.
1: Because the cars too made a ton of money, dude. That's why. Oh, well, okay, fine. <laughs> That's
0: why I keep, dude. I keep underestimating like the greediness of all. Yeah,
1: and, and not shit. just that, not just that, dude. Here's the other thing you have to take into account. It's not just the money from ticket sales. It's the advertising. Do you know how many little kids in like Lightning McQueen t shirts there are around like it's like that I'm license. I'm sure you
0: saw your fill at Disney
1: World. Yeah, so, man. That licensing money is key. That that is like that that is you know that is why, it, because those movies make money and the licensing makes money. Like that's why you do it.
0: Of course, of course. But um, Cars 3, it, it looks like I said the trailer kind of piqued my interest. It looks interesting to where they're going with the story, but I still don't know if it'll be enough for me to actually want to put money down to see it. Um, I don't know about you. I mean, I mean it might be something you want to take, might take your daughter to. But as far as me. Uh, I, I don't know. It's it, it's. I might have to wait and see on this. I might have to wait for the reviews first.
1: Yeah, I'm probably not thinking about this. He's not old enough to go to a movie theater yet, and I'm not. I'm not interested in this in this franchise at all. All right. But this uh, is a hot summer so far.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, if you want to go from uh, blah to even more blah the following week, Transformers: The Last Night. Ugh. Another one. Come on, bro. <laughs> I mean, they and again, they must make a ton of money.
1: Two billion the, dollars, or man. This,
0: this, this motherfucker wouldn't be making anymore. But god damn, Age, bro. Age like, what of is Age the of average Rotten Tomato score of these movies? Like, I, I'm huh. curious I, to find out.
1: I think the first one is still the highest rated one, but um. And that's what we of-
0: actually fell asleep on at the end. Like during the big battle at the end of part one, I fell asleep in the theater. I missed it completely. So that tells you all you need to know about it. And then. Age- and it just got progressively worse from there.
1: Age of Extinction made a billion dollars, dude. That's why they're making another one. Like, that's why. <laughs> like you, China, you keep ask...
0: These damn Chinese people.
1: like <laughs> They must oh. like the robots. Pump the brakes on the racism, dude. <laughs> 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 um, no, it's – it's yeah, the, these movies, they do so well overseas, man. And that's that's why they keep making them, man. Like, it's, it's how it is. It's uh, – I have no interest in seeing this movie. I can't believe they roped Anthony Hopkins into this, but um, whatever. He probably just needed the paycheck. Um, but it's uh, whatever, whatever.
0: And John Goodman's in this too, or my boy Stanley Tucci, or the uh, Tucci, as I like to call
1: him. And of but, course, they much like the Fate of the Furious, they have a uh, they have an Optimus Prime heel turn in the trailer, which you're like, yes, all right, whatever.
0: I saw that at, when I went to see a Guardians. They had the tra- the second trailer that'll, for this. Yeah, that'll
1: get reversed by the end of the movie.
0: Of course, it will. But apparently, I think... Because uh, my sister has, like, a... She has a co-worker who's, like... He's not into these movies, but he knows the storyline because he watched the old Transformers cartoons. Um, I think this is supposed to happen. It's, it's going by, like, the old cartoon series where, like, Optimus had, like, a heel turn or some shit like that. But, uh... Anyway, um... It's still not enough for me to want to go see it. I know For some reason, my, mo- my mother loves these movies. I don't know. I can't understand why. But she... I guess she's... I guess she was a fan of the, uh... Old Transformers cartoons as well because... My uncle used to watch that old Transformers religious, and even he hates these movies. Um, but I think she still has a soft spot for her because it's more of a nostalgia trip for her. She went to see uh, Age of Extinction by herself. Like, she literally paid a ticket to see that movie by herself. I refuse to go see it with
1: her. Guys, <laughs> I think we have a Transformer.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's like, I don't, I don't understand it but uh and and she's already said she's gonna go see this le- this last night film even if it's by herself again so um i don't know like i mean the 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 franchise has its fans so i mean i can't really argue with 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 that you know if you like it you like it i can't stand these movies so i will not be seeing it i even for this shot i don't think it'll be enough i'll, I'll tell you that right now
1: yeah i'm not in any hurry
0: right <laughs> um but if i do i'll tell you this right now if i do go see it you'll have to see it So I'll I'll just give you that little. uh... (laughs) Sure, I will. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. Let's see. June 28th. My birthday. All right. June 28th. Well, it's the week of the 28th to the 30th. There's a couple here. Um, Baby Driver. Now, I did see, I think, a trailer for this recently. That's the new Edgar Wright film.
1: This I want to see.
0: Yes, this looks kind of wacky enough to kind of be like, okay, I think I want to see this movie. Um, Ansel Elgort, I've heard that name before. Where have I seen him? I th- I don't know if he's a new guy or I must
1: have. He seen was him in one somewhere. of those. Uh, he's one of those teen movies from like a two or, a year or two ago. Uh, what's the one where like they both have cancer and they fall in and love Faults and
0: Fault in our stars.
1: That one. It's from that one, I think.
0: There you go. Yeah. And he was in that Paper Towns movie from a couple years ago, which I didn't see, but I mean, I saw the the trailer, like, every theater, every uh, movie I saw that year seems to have a trailer for Paper Towns for some reason, but uh, anyway, um, so that's where he's from, then who else is in this, Jamie Foxx is in this, uh, Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey, yeah, Lily James, John Hamm, so a good cast here, uh, Shane from The Walking Dead, John Burkall, or, De- uh, not Daredevil, fucking uh, The Punisher, as we like to see him as now, um. Good cast, and the the plot itself looks pretty good too, like from the trailer. So I'm anxious to see it. It looks pretty wacky.
1: It looks pretty good. Like I'm I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah, and it has that. And it's it, Edgar and Wright. It, it's, and... it's, giving, it's giving me a Drive vibe. I don't know about you.
1: Uh, I don't know about Drive because Drive was a lot more serious. Um, this looks a little bit more fun. Um, but it's also, I mean, it's Edgar Wright, so uh, he hasn't really given us a bad movie yet, in my opinion. So I'm I'm pretty excited about it.
0: Right now, it premiered at South by Southwest a couple months ago, and right now is sitting at a 100% Rotten Tomatoes score, probably from like maybe three or four reviews. But uh, so I'm very interested to see how how this does. I mean, the box office might not be that well because it's kind of a low key film, but you know, I really it, it seems like it, it can do well with good word of mouth. You know, right. Um, the big release this week is uh, this Pickle Me Three. Another unnecessary sequel, like I talked about, I think, on this show a few episodes ago. Like, maybe like a year or two ago. The Spickle Me 2 was, was, was good, but not great. It just felt like, you know, uh, money grab, unnecessary sequel. And I think this one's going to be the same. I think it's the last one. I, I read that it very well might be the last one. They're going to do a trilogy. But, again, I, is this really necessary? I mean, I, I love Steve Carell. I love Gru. You know, I lo- the minions I'm already I'm sick of the minions but I mean Gru is enough for me to go see it but it's just it, it's just so on un- it seems so like tacked on and unnecessary I don't know about you
1: um yeah I, Despicable Me like you know it, I, the only thing that's kind of interesting about it is that Trey Parker is in this film it, which it, is he's interesting a villain I think yeah which is a little weird to, to him to him in the kids film uh i, I but um. Yeah, I mean the first despicable me was good. The second one, I agree with you, did not was unnecessary. Minions absolutely was unnecessary. Um I I hated that movie. Um <laughs> and it, it's it, it's Despicable Me is, is is in Shrek territory now where the first Shrek was good but then each Shrek after that got – decreased significantly in quality. And I think that's where we are with with, with Despicable Me here. Really? So I, I'm not interested in this.
0: I actually like – I mean Shrek 1 and 2, I actually do like them a lot, those first two. Like 3 was Shrek bad. Shrek 1 is good. 4 was worse. But, I, I, but 2 I do like a lot.
1: Shrek 1 was good. Shrek 2 to me was pretty good. And then Shrek Three was bad. Shrek Four was bad.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's how I see it too. But I, I do really I don't think Shrek Two gets I think it seems underrated in my opinion. I, I it's better than a lot of people say it is in my in my opinion. But um, the other release this week um, is a little bit more low key, but Amoryville: The Awakening. Uh, it's like we like to talk about on this show. This it's from Blumhouse, so I have a little bit of faith in it. That you know, they're the ones behind it. Um, we like to talk about how like horror films are very cheap to make, so which is why we kind of see a plethora of the plethora, that's a word of them. Even though like some of them might suck, like we'll get to one of them later on in, on this on um, this episode. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, this is another one where I'm gonna have to wait for the reviews to see if I want to check it out. But it's kind of interesting to tackling Amityville again. I think that I thought that was a dead franchise, but let's, I think they're trying to revive it now.
1: <sighs> uh much like much like um Peter Pan and King Arthur this is a story that i don't need to see again like we've we're done with it like just we did it like a million times like uh, enough already. Yes, the house is haunted. We get it. It's the same thing over and over and over again. You're not going to improve on it. It's done. Just, let's, Enough already. I'm actually really sick of this story. So I'm not looking forward to this at all. Like the original Amityville, I will actually say this is a little the, – the original Amityville, and this might be um, uh, heresy for a lot of people, but I think the original Amityville is a little overrated. It's good. But it's a little overrated, uh, and every subsequent movie that's come out that's based at Amityville is is not something that I think is all that great. So um, I know no hope or desire for this.
0: Now I've seen this name, the director Frank Calfo. I don't know if I'm saying the name correctly, but I've seen that name before. Let me see what he's done so far. Oh, he, he did a uh, he did Maniac and i loved maniac did the remake that okay so now i remember that name so if he's behind this movie i'm now a little more inclined to watch it because i love maniac what he did with the uh with that story and remaking it but uh i mean still it may come down again to how the reviews do with this movie that will be the deciding factor but now that i saw see who directed this i have a little more faith in it um and then the we're into july now you know with the next week so uh Spider-Man Homecoming, July 7th. I'm pretty pumped for this. Like, after now Guardians of the Galaxy, this is now my next one that I'm, like, super gung-ho for. You know, Robert Downey Jr. in this as Iron Man. You could see him and Spider-Man interact, you know, save the day. It's going to be – and then Michael Keaton, bro, getting the payday, which I'm very happy for him. Um, I'm very, very hyped for this one.
1: Uh, yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming looks really good. I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, oh, they oh, finally...
0: oh, oh, and not to cut you off, but now Marissa Tomei, was, that's my fourth flagpole this episode. Okay, enough.
1: <laughs> 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 we need to get you a girlfriend, I think. <laughs> um, no, but it, this is – this, this, I'm really super excited about this one. Um, it, the, the last – Let's see. One, two, three Spider-Man films, starting from Spider-Man 3 and ending in Amazing Spider-Man 2, um, which sounds confusing if you don't know what you're you're talking about. Um, Those last three movies have been very disappointing. Not had a good Spider-Man movie since Spider-Man – the original Spider-Man 2 in 2004. We got a little bit of a hope here in uh, Civil War last year. So uh, seeing this, the trailers look good. The trailers almost give a little too much away. Um, but it's, I mean, that's Sony marketing for you. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's, it looks good. It looks true to the character. It looks like they're also taking a little bit of a fresher take on them. It's not quite as beholden to like the original 1960 stuff. It's, it's updating it a little more. Uh, but it, it's really, it looks really good. I'm very excited for it. Um, Tom Holland killed it in Civil War, so hopefully he continues to go down this path, too, um, on this one. What's a little concerning, though, is that uh, even though that, even though Sony and Disney have worked out that Spider-Man can be in the MCU and they're gonna any joint and then they're gonna kind of jointly produce these movies, um, Sony is still going ahead with their individual spinoff things. Like they're still making a Venom movie that's not gonna be related to this, which I hate. Uh, it's it, it sounds like it, last time I last time the, uh, a studio did something like that, we got Catwoman. So I really mm. hope they don't Ooh. go that route. So Ooh, that, that's it,
0: a stinker right there you brought
1: up. Yeah, Oops. yeah. Woo. So I really, really hope they don't uh, they, they don't follow through with that. But that said, uh this looks really good. Uh Michael Keaton, as you said, getting getting the paycheck. Looks looks fantastic as the vulture. Uh looks like a real villain. Hopefully we'll finally get the because tr- like the you know, Marvel does have a villain problem. Um They've had uh, – so far like pretty much Loki has been the only like really memorable villain. I think they got – they had a decent one in Guardians. Um, I don't want to say who it is because it's a bit of a spoiler. Um, but the, the, the Vulture has – with Michael Keaton playing him, has the potential to be the next like really good Marvel villain.
0: Absolutely. So uh, hopefully they don't kill him all like they like to do with these, uh, with these villains so, uh, so he has a little bit of more longevity. But – I'm um, going through the cast here. So you have a, you have Flash Thompson here, which is going to be cool to see. Uh, you have I wonder who's playing JJ. That's who I who I'm interested in. I don't think
1: they're doing him in this one.
0: Yeah, because he, uh, our, my boy J.K. the, the God J.K. Simmons, as I call him now. He uh, I can't see anybody else as JJ anymore. Like it's going to be really hard to to replace uh, uh, J.K. Simmons as uh, as JJ Jameson. So. uh I mean, yeah, they might just better off leave him out of this movie entirely, at least for now. Um, and I see here that Liz Allen's in this movie now. I remember her from think from the cartoon series, but we've never seen her in the in the films, right? So that's gonna no, be this is her
1: first appearance in the films, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's gonna be interesting to see. And then Zendaya, who's like the main love interest, is playing someone named Michelle, I guess that's must be like an original character not from like the comics or
1: anything. Uh, a lot of people think that's a that's a code a code thing for for barry jane um i don't i uh, it might be i don't know uh it's interesting because no one seems to, they're keeping an unusually tight lip about this character they're not saying a lot about her so it's a, i wonder what it, what is actually going on with that character <laughs> Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. And what is it? What is actually kind of amusing about—not amusing, but it's is, is funny about this film—is that um, you know they, uh, you know, the, the character has always been based out of you know Queens, New York, right? And um, but you know every time in all the previous films, you know, it's it's white Spider-Man in a white neighborhood surrounded by white kids. Uh, and this yeah. one, you look at the look at this. I mean, yeah, he's still white, but like everybody else is it's a pretty diverse cast so it's i think it's kind of interesting
0: and that better reflects new york city so
1: exactly no figure
0: (laughs) um but yeah i mean we can't express enough how excited we are for spider-man homecoming i think it's gonna be it's gonna do absolutely it's gonna kill at the box office and i'm sure because marvel's behind it it'll i think the story will also be to our liking as well i'm very excited about i have high hopes for it uh and then the following week so we have we have Three weeks of good ones coming up. So we have this first one in July, Spider-Man Homecoming. The following week, War for the Planet of the Apes. I love the first two, Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn. War of the Planet of the Apes looks like it's going to be the last one of this uh, little prequel trilogy for Planet of the Apes. And I'm pretty much just excited for this one as I am for Spider-Man Homecoming. I think it's going to be great.
1: Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. So, um, you know, I'm not... I'm not as pumped as I am for Spider-Man, but I am still gonna be watching it in, like uh, that week w- with you know anticipation. It, it looks fun. I'm I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah, this series has huge equity with me, so I will be there opening night. to Check this one out. Our boy Andy Serkis doing his thing, and uh, you know, we got Woody Harrelson in, in this uh, in this film as well. I love Woody Harrelson, especially. Uh, um, he was recently in uh, Edge of Seventeen, and I just loved his character. And I, I mentioned this on the show before because he reminded me of my old high school history teacher. He was just just like him, same, added to the same demeanor. And, uh, I mean, I got a kick out of Woody Harrelson's portrait because it was literally spot on to my own life experience. So uh, I was, I'm happy to see him in this movie as well. So, I'm, like I said, another one I'm very excited for. And then the following week after that, our boy Nolan is back dunkirk i'm gonna be checking out a 70 millimeter screening for this as well i mean i'm just gonna be no other way to see this so uh, i'm gonna splurge like the extra like 10 20 bucks whatever it is in new york and i will find a 70 millimeter screen to check this out because it looks like it's gonna kill you know so what do you think about dunkirk
1: uh, I am always on board for anything Christopher Nolan does. Uh, every single time, I'm always on board for it, and this this is no exception. Um, this looks like he's getting back to like uh, tr- trying to win an Oscar territory. You know what I mean? Like with a big epic war film. Um, and and it looks good. It looks very. It looks very well done. It looks very uh, exciting. Very dramatic, and you know, it's based on a true story. Uh, I I'm 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 good with I I, I this looks great I, I'm really excited has has Mark Rylance who who after a uh, uh, Burgess Spies has been has been just like just cleaning up all the different roles now uh he's uh yeah it looks it looks great I'm excited
0: yeah I saw an extended uh, preview I think when I saw Guardians in IMAX they had about like a five minute scene from Dunkirk and Mark Rylance was all over that scene. Um, and, uh, it's pretty exciting, I think. Like, I'm already kind of seeing how no one's going to tackle this. And, uh, you got to see, like, a nice little dogfight. And, bro, it it looks pretty, it it looked intense at that point, like, in the regular IMAX stream, But to see it in 70mm, I'm sure it's going to be breathtaking. I cannot wait to see how how he, uh, he tackles the battle with Dunkirk. So, uh, needless to say, um... The, the film geek in me is very excited for Dunkirk, um, and I'm sure you are as well.
1: I am too. It looks it looks fantastic. Uh,
0: the following week, so the last week in July, we have – there's three pretty low-key films, but uh, I think they're worth talking about because I'm sure they're going to get a lot of marketing, a lot of
1: advertising.
0: Um, the first one I didn't mention to you on the list that I gave you is called Atomic Blonde. I don't know if
1: you've yes. heard about this one. This one, one I am actually really looking forward to.
0: Yeah, this looks pretty good uh, with Charlize Theron, who you just gloat about in uh, Fate of the Furious. Um, to me, I don't know if this is accurate. I haven't watched a trailer for her or anything like that. But this, are they going like a, along like – do remember that film Lucy with, uh, with Scarlet?
1: Do mm-hmm. you think
0: that's going to be like – is this similar to that or is it kind of like – is it different?
1: No, this is like John Wick with Charlize Theron. John uh, Wick, this, oh, OK. Yeah, this is, this is not superpowers. This is I am an ass-kicking female. Nice. Yeah, nice. It, it, that's that's what it is. It looks fantastic. It's based on a comic book. I have not read the comic book, but uh, it looks fantastic. I'm super pumped about it. Um, it, uh, you know, she 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 looks fantastic. I mean, Charlize Theron is, I think, the best. I don't know how you say it because she's. Uh, she's the best woman in Hollywood. And by that, I mean, like, she is, like, the best actress I think currently working, and also one of the most attractive people on the planet Earth. So, like, I will do any, I will watch anything with her in it. She's so good at everything. Uh, she, she, you know, it's funny because you watch something like The Fate of the Furious, where, you know, it's clearly a paycheck film and clearly, like, something that she's just there to, like, you know, hey, let's, you know, I'll, I'll pitch my ride to this, this, uh, I'll hitch my ride to this uh, this franchise, get a get a decent paycheck and move on. And she thinks she's just kind of walked sleep through it, but she didn't. She was really good. She actually like was the best actress in the film. She was fantastic. Yeah, she was in Prometheus so,
0: too. And she was she did a she, great job there.
1: Yeah, same thing. So uh, I and the, 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 I've seen two different trailers for this, and each one it just looks brutal and like where she's just beating the shit out of dudes and it looks fantastic. So I'm excited for it. It looks good
0: now, now they have like the poster up and it has all the quotes from all the critics that saw that at south by southwest a couple months ago you know nobody whoops ass like Charlize. everyone's talking about the stairwell scene and all these like great things about the film so now i'm getting kind of pumped for it right now if you're saying it's john wick with Charlize Theron, that's fucking awesome and then look look who else you have jimmy mcavoy you have johnny goodman here that's a good already that's a great cast you know so i'm I might just, you know, kind of splurge and go see this as well, if it gets the good reviews that I'm expecting it to get now. So, but we'll see. Um, that's the first one that weekend. The second one is uh, obvious, obvious cash grab, the Emoji Movie. Ugh. Like, All right. whatever. We're, I'm, not,
1: I'm not talking about this.
0: Whatever. But, I mean, we and then the, the other film this week, another uh, documentary, actually. We don't really discuss documentaries in these preview shows, but I figured this one was worth it because of who's behind it an inconvenient sequel truth to power with our boy al gore so uh that'll be interesting to see how that does and who knows what the political climate in july will be if it's it's anything like it is now i think it could get worse at that point but uh um Anyway,
1: yeah, that's, that's I, I the, I'll go out of my way. I'll probably go out of my way to watch that. I, the first thing, giving you Truth, is a very good. is a very good very documentary. Good so, so uh, you know, I don't I don't know how much more we can add to it. Like the world is still dying. Yeah, so. but I think uh, now,
0: <laughs> but, but now in the world of fake news, I think this is more important. This film is more important now more than ever.
1: Fair enough. I can I just real quick der- derail this for one second? I saw a documentary today, uh, called Batman and Bill. Have you seen this? Have you heard of this? No, I haven't. Okay, so for those who might not know. Batman, for a lot of people, was created. Can you name me who created Batman? Bob Kane. Bob Kane. Okay, that's what a lot of people think. Bob Kane didn't do shit. Bob Kane basically... Oh, I
0: know this story. He stole the idea from like Bill whatever his name was, right?
1: He didn't steal the idea. He collaborated with Bill Finger, who who uh actually came up with all the concepts of Batman, so including what the suit looks like. He came up with the Joker. He came up with Robin. He came up with the Riddler. He came up with Scarecrow. He came up with Commissioner Gordon. He came up with the name Gotham City. He came up with the Batmobile. He came up with all the things that you know about Batman, right? And and Bob Kane took that idea and sold it to uh, DC Comics back in the day. Uh, and basically, with the uh, with the um, understanding that you know that he would give Bill a portion of, of like you know a portion of the uh, of the of the proceeds or the proceeds, but the the profits. But he but he would always get sole credit. And that's how it was for decades and decades and decades. So this this documentary is basically one guy trying to get bill fingers credits back on uh back on the uh uh back on batman so it's a so it's a, instead of saying bob, batman created by bob kane it would say batman created by bob kane and bill finger um and uh like
0: with the superman it, like it's two guys that created superman
1: right correct so now so that is so that is what they're doing now with uh th- that's what the, that's what this film is about is this one guy trying to get bill finger the credit he deserves um and then Uh, you know it's just that journey he he has to like find like the last surviving heir of 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 bill finger and everything like that and and you know go you you know there's this lawsuit with dc comics and then you know spoiler alert he does eventually get the credit the first film he gets the credit on is is batman v superman but uh for now and forever now bill finger is now gonna have his credit with uh uh with batman so it's a really good documentary it's on hulu for free so if you if you have hulu uh, So you can watch it. Or you can watch it on Hulu. It's a really good document. It's really short. It's like 90 minutes, um, but I recommend that. Sorry, I know that it's, it's not the preview, but I, I watched today. I wanted to throw that out there.
0: Now I do have a completely random question, and I'm very curious to see if I'm correct because I know it's it's a DC document about DC Comics. It's about Batman. So here's my question: Is Michael Uslin in this? Sorry, who? Michael Uslin. Yes, he is. Of course he is. <laughs> it, it, literally every single documentary or behind the scenes I see about Batman, that guy's in it somehow. <laughs> he yep. he has to get his two cents in, so I, I'm not surprised. I, I, it's almost like it's like a drinking game. Like when you see him, just take a drink because he talks about. He's always on the Batman like. He's been he was behind like I think the cartoon as well. Like he kind of had a, like a uh, a finger in that. No pun intended. Um, he's he's pretty much. Behind a lot of the recent Batman projects, so I'm not surprised that he's on, he's on this documentary. But uh, anyway, um, nice little tangent there. It's interesting. I'm going to see if I can check that out, you know, eventually. Um, so that's July, and now with August, there's not really much. I only want to go into two releases because the other ones seem like very like very uh, low key small releases. Um, the first one I want to talk about is the Dark Tower. Now. This is a series that has been in the works for a while. I think now. I think I've heard for years that oh, they're gonna make Stephen King's The Dark Tower into a film. I've heard that for years, and it, for one reason or another, it wouldn't happen. Now it's finally happening. What do you think? I don't know if you if you've read The Dark Tower like books, but uh, what do you think of, of the movie finally coming to fruition?
1: I have not uh, read the books at all. I have no. I have zero expectations for this. I have zero. Um, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Connection to it, so I'm not like someone who's gonna be like. Uh the you know really precious about the source material or anything like that because I don't know the source material. That said, just basing everything on the trailer. The trailer looks cool. The trailer looks like a fun like fantasy sci-fi kind of thing with a uh, with the Idris Elba in the lead. And I will watch anything Idris Elba does. Um, so it looks like a cool movie. Again, I don't know if it's faithful to the book. So if you're if you're a Dark Tower reader and you know you've seen it and you think it sucks then i'm sorry i i've never read it so i don't know but the the trailer by itself as a film as like a spectacle looks cool
0: yes i agree the trailer looks great matthew mcconaughey Idris elba look great in this i think they're gonna do very well in their roles um and it seems kind of like just like that wacky kind of just action slash like mystery film and you know i I never read the books either but i like that dark towers has a great reputation as far as like a book series um so i'm very very interested to see uh how matthew McConaughey especially plays like the man in black he's like the lead stephen king villain in like all his uh, almost all of his books so um it's pretty much a shared universe with stephen king as well so i'm very interested to see how they pull this off um i don't have high hopes for it only because i'm i guess i haven't read the books but because it's a familiar series i've heard of the dark tower know about the man in black so i'm gonna i'm interested to see how they how they pull it off so i'm definitely gonna check this out
1: yeah trailer. Like, i did enjoy i still enjoy the 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 use of the the music from for a few dollars more in the trailer
0: yes exactly i think well adris is a roll into kane i think is the name of the character um, that he plays, which is the lead character, and I mean, he kind of—if you look at the uh, the illustration in in the, in the Stephen King book, he's like a splitting image of Clint Eastwood in in that in the Dollars trilogy. So, you know, so um, anyway, so that's the Dark Tower, and then the second film I have to begrudgingly mention um, is Annabelle Creation. Now, remember when we talked about this movie? We the, the first Annabelle, we said how much it sucks, but I think this was the first horror film that we reviewed where we kind of went in on this whole tangent about how even though it sucks, you know, they're going to make another one because they're going to make a ton of money because it's very cheap to make. And, oh,
1: Annabelle, Annabelle made a ton of money.
0: And here we are, what, like two or three years later. Annabelle creation. I'm, I, I don't care how... They'll have to pay me to go see this. That's all I have to say about that.
1: <sighs> yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now, I, I will say... Um, you know, there's always hope for something because, you know, I I thought that Ouija movie looked horrible and then the sequel was fantastic. So you never know. That said, I'm not holding out my breath for that.
0: Yeah, I think the reviews would have to be like 90% or above for this for me to even consider seeing this. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, it's why do we need to see the doll being created? Like, is there a, a reason for that? Like, I don't understand.
1: Because you um, always have to do an origin story for some reason. I don't uh, know. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, I guess. Whatever. Um, now, another film from August that's coming. It's like late August. I do want to mention briefly, only because of the people behind it. Uh, it's called Logan Lucky. It's There's no trailer out yet for it, but it's Steven Soderbergh's next film. And uh, you have an ensemble here of Adam Driver, Channing Tatum, Raleigh Keogh, Daniel Craig, Hillary Swank. Uh, Seth MacFarlane, which is a wacky wacky name to mention among this this crew here, but uh, it looks interesting, it's about I'll read you the premise from Wikipedia it says, trying to reverse a family curse siblings Jimmy, played by Channing Tatum, Melly, played by Radley Keough and Clyde Logan, played by Adam Driver set out to execute an elaborate robbery during the legendary Coca-Cola 600 race at Charlotte Motor Speedway in Concord, North Carolina during Memorial Day weekend um, it's Soderbergh. He, he has a good equity with me. Um, I do like some of Channing Tatum's more recent stuff. That's not Magic Mike. Uh, so I and Adam Driver. I actually, from,
1: heard Magic Mike was pretty good.
0: The second one.
1: I heard the first one was good. I've never, have never one's seen. It's
0: alright. I mean, it's, it's I mean, unless you want to see Kevin Kevin Nash like doing pelvic thrusts, I don't think you want to check that one out. But uh, I, I mean, overall, like I mean, at least Channing Tatum's performance. It was a, it was an okay movie. Um, but you have Adam Driver here, who's always great. Daniel Craig, who's here. And I, I can't get over that Seth McFarlane's in this. So I'm curious to see how, how he does. But, uh, um, I'm, I mean, with Soderbergh, like I said, I mean, he's kind of hit or miss. But he has good equity to me. He has some great stuff that he's recently made. So I'm, I might check this one out if the reviews are good enough. Okay. And uh, that's pretty much the summer. But I do want to mention that right after Labor Day, which is pretty much considered, like, universally the end of, of summer. Um, right after Labor Day, there is one release I do want to mention because it comes out that weekend after Labor Day, and it is it. Um, so I'm, we've all seen the trailer by now. Um, it looks pretty much just like the uh, the original TV film, It, that's now infamous with our boy Tim Curry. Um, I might check this out. I don't know about you.
1: I mean it looks like the same movie. <laughs> I mean there's no it looks like look I mean I get I mean it's a remake, I get it, but it this looks like okay, we're just doing the same thing again. I don't know. It it looks fine. I I guess my problem with it is is that and I know I've been very negative on this show, but I guess my problem with it is is that it's the same problem I have with like recent movies like the Poltergeist remake or um uh or one it's the most thing i can think about right now but where they like where they have a clown and they like intentionally make the clown creepy and scary but that's not what makes clowns creepy and scary like the original it the one with tim curry when he wasn't showing his teeth and having them all like jagged and sharp right when he just yeah. looked at him he looks like a normal clown he's not a scary he's not a quote-unquote scary clown he's scary because he looks like a normal clown right uh, as opposed to like this one where they're going out of their way to make him look scary, and it, it's it's it, it, that bugs the shit out of me. Like for, like it's kind of like the Hello Annabelle thing too. It's like they're going out of their way to make the Annabelle doll look creepy, and it's like uh, you know what I mean. It, it could be creepy. Purpose, right? It'd be like creepier. You're kind of you're
0: giving away the bowl. You know what I'm saying? That's that's I guess that's what you're trying to say, and it makes sense.
1: Yeah, like, it, it, I I just uh, now nah, I I'll watch it you know, but, you know, I've, i seen the original, I like the original, uh, the original is a miniseries, it's like, you know, four hours long or something, because it's like spread over two movies, yeah. um, but, so I don't know how they're gonna, like, squeeze everything into one movie here, but, um, yeah, we'll see.
0: We'll see, definitely. Like, it, for, for this one, because I love the, uh, the original film so much, and I, we started, I got the audiobook, actually, so I'm gonna start reading that, or re- listening to that soon, but, uh. Unless it has, like, less than, like, 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm probably going to go see it. So, because I'm very, very interested to see how they pull off this uh, this remake. But uh, but that's the summer. That's our summer this year. So that's what we have to look forward to in the coming months. Um, and kind of like I alluded to at the beginning of the show, it does seem like a pretty ho-hum summer. Nothing too big. I mean, you have Spider-Man. That's, like, the next big release. That's pretty much it. Then you have, like, you know, War for the Planet of the Apes, Dunkirk. After that, it's kind of it, it's a gonna be hit or miss, I think.
1: Yeah, to me, um, uh, I'm most excited for Spider-Man, Dunkirk, Atomic Blonde, and Planet of the too, Apes.
0: You sold me on that one, so uh, yeah, and,
1: and Planet of the Apes. Everything else, don't care.
0: So it's really just like Jul- just July, and then like first week of August. No, no, because Atomic Blonde is. Bro, that, that's the whole month of July right there. You have Spider-Man, then the next week, Planet of the Apes, then the next week, Dunkirk, and then the next week, Atomic Blonde. That's the whole month of July.
1: Okay, know? then that's, what, that's all I'm looking forward to, I <laughs> yeah, guess. So that's
0: it, yeah. So then like June's going to be a throwaway, you know? Um, yeah, wait, wait so, what's
1: it? Let me look. What's in June again? Uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, no, ba- I do want to see Baby Driver and Wonder Woman.
0: Baby no. Driver, yeah. Wonder Woman, like I said, I, I feel like I'm being forced to see it, so I'm going to see it anyway. But uh, Mummy, okay, fine. And uh, that's pretty much it for June, right? I mean, the like spec one we will probably see because it's like a family movie, so I'll probably take the family to go see it, but it won't be by choice. Um, but July, you're gonna have like week every week you're gonna be at that theater in July, so that's gonna be interesting. Um, and which is good for me because like you know I always take my August off because of how crazy work gets, so it's nice having a at last, last hurrah at the movies in July, having. Getting to go there every weekend for something. So that will be that'll be good. Um, but, yeah, it just looks overall like a very weak summer offering all things considered.
1: So what do you think – prediction, I don't know what we did last year. What do you think is going to be the biggest hit and what do you think is going to bomb?
0: OK. Let me look back at this list again. Uh, let's see uh let's start from and when
1: and when i say bomb like i don't count like the smaller films because like th- but yeah. like movies with high expectations that are not gonna meet them
0: let's see ba, 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 ba. Oh. biggest hit spider-man i think spider-man is gonna be the big hit of the summer absolutely um the biggest loser i guess to, to coin a phrase um Uh, Cars 3 could be in that running. I don't know if it... I mean, as far as critically... I mean, I'm sure financially it'll make money. But critically, I'm sure it'll probably be among the worst. Uh, I don't have faith in Wonder Woman just because of DC's track record. So critically, I don't know if it'll do that well. But I'm sure it'll make money. Uh, As far as just complete flop... um, It's a little hard to say. Because I want to say Transformers, but you know it's going to make money. So I, I can't just sit here and just judge Transformers when it's... it's gonna do what it's supposed... To, what it's trained to do. Um... Honestly... Probably The Dark Tower. Only because it's a new franchise to a lot of people who haven't read the books. I'm sure the people who read the books are gonna go see it, but... Um... Because it's like... It's a essentially a new franchise that they're starting. It That's always a big risk, and... That could be the one that ends up flopping, especially since they place it in August when everybody's kind of winding down already from the summer, already. So that could be the one that ends up tanking.
1: That's my prediction as well. I think it's gonna tank. I think it's gonna really, it's gonna completely bomb. Uh, I think Guardians is actually gonna be the biggest hit of the summer. I don't think anything's gonna surpass it. I think Spider-Man may come close, but I think it'll still, it'll it'll stay it'll stay oh, Guardians. Okay. Um, I think. Um, I think what we're going to see this year, because we're so Mm -hmm. underwhelmed. I think we're going to see not necessarily movies bombing, but I bet we're going to see movies underperforming. So in other words, they're going to make a lot of money but not as much money as people expected them to make. So I think that's going to happen to Pirates. I think it's going to happen to Transformers. I think it's going to happen to Despicable Me. I think it's going to happen to Planet of the Apes even. I think they're all going to like underperform because it's it this is kind of a weak summer and I, I think people aren't really going to care. Now what's going to be interesting is to see which movie is going to be like the breakout hit. That, yes. like, nobody saw coming. Actually, there's one that could potentially be it that we didn't talk about is um, It Comes at Night. Have you seen the trailers for that? I have
0: not, but I've heard, like, I've, seen, like, I've skimmed through articles that had that title in it. I'm like, hmm. I haven't watched yeah. the
1: trailer yet,
0: though.
1: It, it's a new horror movie. It uh, looks really good. has Joel Edgerton in it. Um, It, it looks really good. Searched out the trailer. It looks very, very creepy, very scary. Uh, It could be, like, uh, it could be a sleeper.
0: Right, right. And I see that A24 is distributed, so that have, they have a good track record as well. So. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. If, if the the reward amount I might check this out.
1: Here's the sleeper hit. I bet it'll be eye, all eyes on me. I bet you that'll be the sleeper hit. You think hit. so? Yeah. I think so. Well,
0: I mean, because straight I mean, straight, straight Outta out Compton just, was a sleeper
1: hit. Straight Outta Compton. And, and, you know, Straight Compton was a big hit because it played well in a lot of you know African-American communities. Uh, and maybe not necessarily everywhere else, but in African-American communities, it did play really, really well. And I think this you're going to have the same thing here with All Eyes on Me. I, I think what's yeah, going to be – Yeah,
0: but it helps if the, the movie is actually good too. Like, that's always going to happen. When you true. have like movies aimed at like urban markets, they're going to do well with that audience regardless of quality. But the the difference is that Straight of Comedy was actually a great film, so it True. actually was able to kind of uh, overlap. You see a lot of overlap in the in the markets because it's a good movie, so people wanted to see a good movie, and the word of mouth was great on that one.
1: Yeah. So, but I I, th- I think that'll um that'll that'll have that'll be a sleeper hit. I think Alien Covenant will underperform. I think Pirates will underperform. I think One Woman will do just good enough um to warrant like a sequel, but not like Kill, not, not like destroy at the box office or anything. I'm um, looking at the list here. Mummy, I think that's a that could go either way. Um, don't forget Baywatch.
0: I think that could do well
1: too. Baywatch, I think, will be 21 Jump Street money. It'll like it'll because it, there's not a lot invested in it, right? There's, I mean, yeah. they, they probably spent like 20, 30 million dollars on it. So like anything that like if they make a hundred, it'll probably be fine. Um, Transformers, I think, will underperform except overseas. Um, I think Amityville is gonna tank. Yeah. Uh, uh, Annabelle will probably make money. Uh, that's it. Oh, one that you didn't mention, Girl's trip. Um, That that's, looks. Yeah. Is that the one that looks like. It's um, the one where they kill the hooker or the stripper no, I mean, or
0: whatever? I, I thought it was that one, but you know what? It's, it's called Rough Night, the one with Scarlet. That's yeah, Rough it Night. Girl's it's coming trip. out. Uh, when is that out? Hold on. Let me see. Uh, or did it come out already? Hold on. Let me go back. Rough Night. Let me try to find this on the list. Hold on. Baywatch uh, comes at night. Rough Night comes out June 16th. So the same weekend as All Eyes on Me and Cars 3. Okay. I thought Girl Strip was that one, but it's actually called Rough Night, the one with Scarlett and uh, Kate McKinnon. That one looks like it could do, especially uh, with the female demographic. So.
1: Yeah, but Rough Night looks like uh, – what's that other movie? It looks like it ripped off um... – What's, uh, what's that it? movie
0: with Christian Slater? I yeah, that movie is. with Christian Slater. What's I it called? I forgot what it's
1: called, though. Um, oh, my God. What's that movie freaking that's called? That's the
0: first thing I thought of when I saw that trailer.
1: People are yelling at us right now, like yelling the name <laughs> at us right now. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. what is was that movie called? Uh,
0: All right. I'm going to find out. Christian Slater filmography.
1: Very Bad Things.
0: Very Bad Things. That's what it is.
1: Very they Bad killed Things. They
0: the Hooker. Yes, that's exactly yeah. it.
1: That's what I think is going to – that's what the – I wonder if it's just a straight-up remake because that's what it looks like.
0: Who knows? But uh, um, that one could be good. You know, it, I mean I don't think it will be like Bridesmaids good, but if the word of mouth is good enough, I might actually go see it. I mean and, and Scarlet, as I already shown, she's had – she has great comedic range as well. Kate McKinnon is probably going to be the MVP because that's what she's been like the last U-film she's been in. So um, But I'll wait for word of mouth before I go to that one. Um, but yeah that's pretty much it for the summer uh, I'm trying to see like what could else could potentially be a hit and I don't see anything that could uh that could I mean like was a Baywatch will do like the 21 Jump Street money you know, all eyes on me could overlap from like the urban markets to like just general because of the quality like we don't know this yet but we'll see um, it comes in night could do well like it could do like really well uh, and yeah and then pretty much all the big ones that we, we expect to do, well, we'll do well kind of uh, relatively, but they'll underperform. They'll be below
1: expectations.
0: I definitely see Pirates doing that. I think people are sick of those movies already at this point, um, and I don't think it'll make as much as they're kind of banking on.
1: But I think it'll still make a, a lot of money overseas. Though.
0: Overseas, yeah. Overseas is always the – it's a different ballpark overseas. so But domestically, I think it'll underperform. Uh, that's pretty much it. So, we'll start that off next week, next episode, with the Alien Covenant review. Um, before we get out of here, we did promise a spoiler review or some spoiler thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, number one, Adolfo, I, mean, I want to get right into it because the post-credits scene left me very confused. Cause like you said, I'm not comic book guy, you're a comic book guy. So, when uh, the, uh, the sovereign lady, or the lead sovereign lady said Adam, I'm sure that's supposed to mean something. It is. Why don't you tell us what that is?
1: Okay, So what she is talking about is Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock is a Marvel character that is very tied into Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet. Now, what's interesting about this is that uh, Aisha, which is the the name of the character in the film uh, that's part of the Sovereign, um, she's a character in the comics that was created by Adam Warlock. Uh, and it looks like in this movie they did the opposite where she's creating him um what when the other interesting thing about this is that it does not look like from all from what I from the research that I've done from what I, from what it looks like it does not look like Adam Warlock will play any part in Infinity Gauntlet it, it looks uh it, but he'll more play a part in, in Guardians 3 but basically he's kind of like a big cosmic figure in that world um uh, he's he he's very tied in with Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet and and, and uh in the comics even um, formed what was called the Infinity Watch where he picked five different people to like hold uh one of them which which was Gamora actually and one of them which was Drax uh to kind of hold on to an Infinity Stone um and they each were a guardian of the Infinity Stone so it's interesting that they've introduced Adam Warlock now um but also interesting that he's not going to play a part in infinity gauntlet infinity war
0: that seems like a big uh big deviation so it is it is kind
1: of a deviation it it is so interesting what they're going to do here
0: yes 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 um so if you don't know i'm sure if you're listening to this you probably know already uh there's five mid slash post-credit scenes at the end of uh guardians of the galaxy volume two i mean some of them are kind of throwaway you know we just talked about one of them which which is not a throwaway it's gonna you know lead to the future of the the franchise but you know the first one you have uh craglin played by sean gunn if i'm not mistaken um kind of takes up the uh arrow and kind of just like kind of has fun with it and he ends up stabbing batista in the leg or wherever it is and it's that's a pretty comedic throwaway moment but it was funny.
1: Because Craglin as, as 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 uh sorry because Yandu ends up dying in the film that was his that was his redemption that he um that he becomes you know becomes a hero at the end. The one thing I will I will say about that I have a little bit of a criticism about this film is is that um so, the whole film was about you know uh, uh Peter Quill finding out who his daddy was, and that was that was uh um sorry that his father was uh, and that was ended up being ego the living planet and then Ego kind of reveals himself to be the villain of the film and you know turn, kind of almost turns on uh, makes quill turn on him and then uh later you kind of find out you know that Yondu was. You know, always there for Peter, and you know, and he, and he was, he was always kind of his father figure, and that was great. I love that. But then he, they still say, you know, anybody could be a father, but you know, you only had one true daddy or something like that. And I was like, oh, you didn't have to like drive it home like that. Like we could, I had it. I, I was right there with you. You didn't have to like, all, like drive that nail home. That was my one kind of criticism about that. Like I didn't need him to say that because I already knew what they were doing. Anyway. Um. So yeah, he ends up dying because he has a, a, a heroic retribution in the end, and um, and so he, Kraglin takes on the, the the arrow and the and the and the the fin that's on top of his head. So, um, interesting. I wonder if Craglin's gonna have more of a of a role in 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 the third one because he's not because re- I mean because he's more he's a ship captain. I mean he's like a pilot, right? But they already have two pilots and Rocket and and, and uh, Quill, so they don't really need another pilot, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll um, with that. Uh, but, but then again, that is, I mean, that is J- Sean Gunn's brother, or John. Uh, so, like, James Gunn's brother, so, like, he's probably gonna have another role, you know. Oh, I'm sure.
0: I mean, <laughs> he was in a he was in a Belko experiment, too, right? Was yeah, he? he was, he was, he, yeah. Yeah, so, um, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, about Yandu. Yeah, so, that was a little disappointing that he died. I mean, especially when I, and I think now looking back, that's probably why like Michael Rooker had such a big role, and, and like Jameson gave him this big role because it's gonna be like his last hurrah as part of a, as part of the franchise. But it, it to me it was like he just came into his own here, and now like it, it, everybody's now finally behind him as a character, and now all of a sudden he's gone, which I, as a fan I'm disappointed, but as a, uh, as a storytelling. Uh, narrative technique or whatever you want to call it I mean it was almost almost necessary because it's it, the thing about these Marvel films is that you know you don't want to get the audience you know into this com- kind of complacent uh, place where they think there's no stakes involved in these movies and when you have stuff like what happened with Civil War you know with uh, you know the events of age of Ultron led directly to civil war, which is kind of what started that whole ball rolling. Um, and when you have, you know, characters die, you know, it drives home to the audience. You know, there are stakes in these movies, you know, people can die. I think the la- the only one that's ever died in this, in the Marvel universe is what Quicksilver. He's the only one before Yandu, right?
1: I'm, I'm trying to like think the- of it. Quicksilver was, I think the first hero death. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh okay, yeah, I don't
0: count because like that's another thing that they really need to stop doing is killing villains. But I'm talking about more of like heroes. I think it was just Quicksilver, right?
1: Yeah, I'm thinking. I think so. No, they did they did they kill did they kill Odin? N-
0: n- well we don't technically we don't know if he's dead yet or not. We
1: oh no, they Dragon killed Rock. his wife, they killed his wife.
0: His wife, okay. But I don't but really the- count her as a quote unquote hero.
1: No, know? that's true. I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah, you're right. I think that's it, right?
0: Yeah, and then, and then with Cook Over, you didn't really care because you only saw him for like what 20 minutes or whatever yeah. it was. So like he died, and you're like, okay, you know, because uh uh you needed Evan Peters to step in for Days of Future Past. But um but yeah, so I guess the idea is, you know, they want you know they want the audience to see, you know, there's stakes involved. When it comes to like the events of the Marvel universe, so it is. It was almost like Yondu was like the sacrificial lamb here, necessary death to kind of drive that point home. And it was sad because, like I said, Michael Rooker just came into his own here. The audience got behind him, and now, now he's dead. So, uh, but I did like the ending, like with like the with the funeral and like he became accepted as a Ravager again. Yeah, that was I mean, that a little. Was, like, that, was that was a like,
1: little was yeah. a little emotional. It was, it was almost uh, Spock in Star Trek Two emotional, almost. Almost. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of that though, what did you think about Ego turning into? I mean, you knew he was gonna be the villain, like like. But how? What did you think of him? Uh, how he turned out to be the villain?
0: That was a. Uh, I mean, I, I got the hint. Got, I, I going into it, like even from the trailers, he kind of give you a slight, slight hint that he's the villain. Um. I went in half expecting it as well as the film was progressing. And then when he finally said, you know, that's why I had to put that tumor in her, I was like, fuck you, guy. (laughs) It was still as shocked as, I mean, like I said, I have expected it. But when he said that line about putting the tumor in Peter's mom, that's when I was was still as shocked as if I had no clue. And I was like, fuck you, guy. I was like, that's some horrible shit. (laughs) And, And I hope he kicks your ass for that. So...
1: Uh, so yeah, I was I was upset about that, and then I was upset that he crushed his <laughs> Wapman. Oh like, my really god! Upset yeah, every, you should have heard the gasps in the theater when he did
0: it. Like oh, you know, like <laughs> yeah. Uh, so but,
1: but yeah, it was a uh, it was a uh, um I liked I loved Kurt Russell in the film. I thought he was really good. Um, I, I you know Kurt Russell can do no wrong for me, so I'll watch him do anything. Um. What I nerded out about was, like, Ego the Living Planet. So, like, if you look up Ego the Living Planet, like, just, like, images, you'll see basically, like, it's really goofy. Like, the way he was always depicted in the comics was basically a large planet that had a face on it, right? And I was like, how are they going to do this? And then they, they explained it really well that, you know, he created this, like being from the planet that walks with is able to walk around blah blah blah. i get that but what was great is that like there's a there's like an aerial shot from space of the planet and you see the fucking face on the planet and i nerded out so hard about that
0: yes yes
1: did you catch that i did catch
0: that now uh i have now this is a nerdy question but i'm gonna ask the comic book guy here what's his relation because i'm assuming like Ego, the living planet, and, like, Galactus are are almost kind of, like, similar beings, I would think. Like, so what's, like, their relationship? Like, are they, like, have they ever interacted? Or is, like, what's going on with that? Like, I'm sure Galactus is, like, almost a similar character, right?
1: You know, I'm sure they've interacted. I can't remember if if and when they have. They're both cosmic beings, so I'm sure they have. Um, But that said, um, they're not quite the same... Um, cause Galactus is someone who goes around eating worlds where, whereas Ego is just kind of his own thing. Like he's not really necessarily, um, uh, trying to like destroy the universe like Galactus is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's not quite the same, Okay. but they're both kind of galactic kind of beings. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Um, I do want to get into real quick the, uh, we got to finish the post credit scene. So we went through two of them already. Um, there's one with the Sylvester Stallone as the. Uh, yes. Uh, I guess that like, he's reforming like uh, a group, like a Ravager group, right? Is it with his ex-teammates? Um, okay. It, what's What's the background on that?
1: So this is where you have to. This is where it gets super nerdy. All right. So. So uh, Sylvester Stallone is Stakar Ogord, right? Now Stak. <laughs> this is so freaking nerdy. Uh, <laughs> But first of all, can I just say I love – I love seeing – I love Stallone in anything, right? But I love seeing him in like a big sci-fi movie where he has to like say a bunch of nonsense words and not try to trip over them. <laughs> um, but but Starhawk Ogord in the comics is a guy named Starhawk. And Starhawk along with Yondu um, and the, some of the other people you saw in, in uh, Starhawk's group were the part of the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, the Guardians of the Galaxy we see on screen today aren't the original ones. Those are basically guys that they kind of Cobbled together uh, in much later iterations, whereas the original uh, Guardians were basically the guys you saw at the end of the, in that post credit sequence with Bing Rames and Michelle Yeoh and and um, Sylvester Stallone. And that's what, so they were never called the Ravagers. That's just something they made up for the movie. Um, or they or maybe they borrowed from another corner of the Marvel Universe, but either way, that's not what they were called. The Guardians of the Galaxy were basically the Avengers of the future, right? And that's the other thing that they don't take place in current times. They take place in the future, the Guardians, in the comics, um, and uh, and they were just the Avengers of the future, right? Um, and Stakar Ogard was one of the – was name is Starhawk, and he was one of the Guardians. Same with Yondu, and then some of the other people. Ding Rames is Charlie-27, uh, and uh, the Michelle yo character, I believe her name is Alita. And then there's the guy who looks like he's made of crystal. Uh, that is Mark Martinix. And he is played by Michael Rosenbaum, who played uh, Lex Luthor uh, Lex on Smallville. Smallville, yes. Yeah. Um, the guy, uh, Krugar, I think he's like the Red Serpent thing. He is the. He, that's even more of a nerdy cut because he is a Sorcerer Supreme like Doctor Strange, but he's a Sorcerer Supreme in the future. Um, but again, it looks like there's still, this is still actually 2014. So he's like an alien sorcerer. And then the little head that was called Mainframe, that, um, is just kind of like, that's kind of like the future version of the vision. Um, and that, I think that was voiced by Miley Cyrus of all people in the, in the, uh, in the movie. really? Um, you're yeah, kidding. that was, was Miley Cyrus. I so, can't believe that. And hey, look it up, dude. It's Miley Cyrus. Um, so that is those are the original Guardians of the Galaxy uh, in the comics. So to me, like it's it it, it kind of gets me a little excited. I wonder if they're gonna play a bigger part in Guardians three or even spin them off in their own. I don't think they can spin them off yet, but uh, but. Put them like give them their own thing because that makes me so happy to say that was so nerdy. That is the nerdiest fucking thing that they've done in any movie so far, including having Howard the Duck in one of the in one of the movies. So and he he popped up up in this one too. Yeah, Yeah, he popped up in this one too. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah those are the original Guardians. That's what that was.
0: I figured that had that was some sort of group. No, I didn't Mm -hmm. know that was the original Guardians, but I knew okay maybe they're like. Related to the Avengers somehow, like, I couldn't put my finger on it. But i was like, I'm sure, because I was assuming something was going to tie to Infinity War. and They really didn't do that. So, yeah, that's I the thing. That None of them tied it, to Infinity I War. Yeah, no, yeah. no,
1: that that's uh, that's probably more to, for Guardians Three. And um, you know, James Gunn has said he wants to work with uh, Sylvester Stallone in the future. So uh, maybe they are going to have a bigger role in, in in Guardians Three. I hope so. That was so cool to see them in there. Hope it's not just a one-time thing.
0: Which is cool Now that you explained it Now it, it's, it's pretty awesome You know um, The fourth scene Is just a Kind of a throwaway The, the next door throwaway scenes But they're funny You know Groot starts going, growing back To his normal size But now he's in the teenage stage So he has like his uh, His uh, tree limbs All over the room His room is a mess And basically like uh, Peter comes in And kind of scolds him Like a father would You know you gotta clean up all your stuff You know he's just playing With his iPad Or whatever he's playing with i forgot the one line that he that he gives him, but like it's uh it's 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 a nice little scene like he's growing up now going to the teenage stage like i am Groot, you know and uh
1: that was pretty funny yeah it was pretty it was pretty cute um it's too bad we're not going to get baby Groot forever because baby Groot was hilarious and cute and adorable
0: yes of course and uh and of course the final scene which is another throwaway scene is you have a you had the little Stan, uh, Stan Lee cameo from earlier when he was with the Watchers, like, telling them stories or whatever. And now finally at the end here, like, the Watchers kind of are sick of listening to Stan Lee and just get up and walk away, you know, while he's discussing, like, all these different, like, stories that he has from Earth and whatnot. So that was that's another, like, throwaway. But it's funny. You know, Stan Lee's always it's, great to see.
1: It's funny, but it's also super dirty because – Uh, For a couple reasons. One, it's the Watchers. The Watchers, I can't believe that they introduced the Watchers into a Marvel movie and in in a comedy scene, no less. Um, But the Watchers are, for those who don't know, are a race of aliens that – do do just that. They watch the events unfold, uh, and they they kind of tell the tale of, of things to come, right? And the, uh, they're used a lot in the comics to like to like talk about alternate universes and things like that. Uh, but mostly they're they're there just to watch and observe. Sometimes they get involved in this stuff. Um, and for the longest time there was this theory that Stan Lee, who always appears in the Marvel movies, uh, was a watcher himself. Like It was a fan theory that, oh, but Mar- Stan Lee's a watcher himself because how is he appearing in all these different places and all these different timelines and all these different universes? So James Gunn gave a wink to the audience by doing that and had him not be a watcher but talk to the watchers as like an informant and tell him about all the different things he's been up to, including the, the, he said something about being a FedEx man, so clearly he was talking about Civil War there. Uh, um, so, it, it, so I
0: just caught
1: that. <laughs> yeah, so like he's he, he's clear. So like in the Marvel universe, it is now canon that the Stan Lee cameos are actually this guy who just goes on, who just goes on, who's just there for the Watchers, and he's telling the Watchers different stories. So I think that is kind of fascinating. So, um, I, I'm that's really that's as fuck. That <laughs> is super fucking nerdy. That. The Guardian, the original Guardians, Adam Warlock, all that shit is so fucking nerdy, dude. I can't believe that they they got away with it.
0: Yes. Yeah, I'm actually looking. I'm at the uh, Wikipedia page for the Watchers, and it has the uh, Fantastic Four. uh, Fantastic Four. It it says, Volume 1, Issue 48, The Coming of Galactus. It says, featuring Uatu, the Watcher, warning the Fantastic Four of The Coming of Galactus, art by Jack Kirby. Okay. That's pretty cool. So it's, it's... they it spans the whole Marvel universe. Like they'll show up like in everybody's stories at some point. I'm sure, right? Is that how it works? Or is it? I'm just sorry. Like, does, it, does do the Watchers show up like at, at on everyone's like stories at some like Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, or they? They usually
1: like, show up. They usually show up at like world-changing events, or if they're like doing some sort of like alternate universe story.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. Because this issue here I'm looking at is about Galactus. Like they're warning the Fantastic Four that Galactus is coming or some shit, but. Um, but yeah, okay. You know that I mean I'm listening to you talk about like the origin, like that's that's so fucking nerdy, bro.
1: It's I, so nerdy, and I love it.
0: I know you. I know you love it. <laughs> and I, I just wish like I could have marked that like you did when I was watching these scenes. You know?
1: It, there were so many nerds in the audience that caught it too, and they were so happy about it.
0: That's good. I'm that's I'm, I'm happy to hear that actually. But uh, that's that's it for unless you have anything else to say about Guardian. That's pretty much it.
1: No, that's it. I think I, I think we I saw the most anticipated movie for me of the summer. Like I said, July was a good month, but everything else, eh?
0: Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Um, with that, we're gonna wrap up for Suspective episode ninety five. Any questions, comments? Feel free to send an email to fpmpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at sports five one five. You can follow the show on Twitter at fp You can also Hashtag F Movie Podcast to talk about the show. Adolfo, plugs please.
1: Uh, yeah, Essential Films Podcast. Dot com where we talk about uh, the greatest films of all time. Uh, our most recent episode is Rear Window, uh, which by the time this is up, that episode should definitely be up because we recorded it a couple hours before we recorded this show. So oh. it should be up, uh, unless I get super lazy or busy. Um, it should be up by the time this show is up as well. So you guys should have kind of a double dose there of, of, of our voices. Um, uh, the next movie we'll be doing after that will be The Bridge on the River Kwai. Hopefully we'll get to that within the next month or so. Um, but yeah, essentialfilmspodcast.com at Films @essentialfilms on Twitter and that's it
0: alright alright and uh, for those of you pro wrestling fans now I know you I've made many many appearances at this point on the key fabulous Lucha Brothers wrestling show but I decided to partner up with our old friend Denon who's made appearances here on Force Perspective before and we started our own wrestling podcast called Planet Jobbers uh, episode 4 I believe we're episode 4 or 5 now um, that'll be up this weekend as well. So, you're going to have a triple dose of my voice. Um, and we're going to be discussing. We didn't have a show last week because scheduling. But this week will be kind of going to payback a little bit. The past week's Raw on Smackdown. Uh, they had the UK shows this week, which pretty much are always boring the last few years. Every time they go overseas, like they're always throwaway shows. This year was no different. Um, and then we're going to go into our next edition of do or Crab Juice. We're going to have our picks for our favorite Dungeon of Doom members. So. Definitely check that out if you're into wrestling, WWE, all that stuff. Check out Planet Jobbers on SoundCloud. Um, and
1: it's that's cold down here. There's no Hulkamaniacs down here, brother. <laughs> uh,
0: I can't believe he made me want to go back and watch old WCW, bro. I thought <laughs> – I don't know. Like early 90s WCW. Uh, unless I really have to watch it, I try to stay away from that. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's for a show, so I was like, why not? And you'll be interested to hear what my pick is. So I'm definitely – It'll, it'll be an interesting show. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but do you have any final words before we get out of here?
1: No, I'm good to go. All
0: right. So uh, that'll do it for us here on Force Perspective. Hopefully we'll be back next week with a review of Alien Covenant. Maybe we'll talk about some movie news that drops from between now and then or stuff that we forgot. Um, but anyway, on behalf of Adolfo, I'm sky 515 Once again, thank you for joining us. And until next time, we are out of here.